Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Realm and Ruin, a podcast so Warhammer we're chapter approved and blessed by Sigmar. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always, a guy with so much character, he's wondering if he's going to get a Primaris upgrade. It's Cameron. <laughs> God, I hope I don't get a Primaris upgrade, that sounds painful. <laughs> <laughs> and you may die from it as well. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. Just saying. This is a possibility. They they heavily imply in the trailer that it was not a safe idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I can understand your apprehension on that, mm, but you know, you. it's just what people are thinking. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, right. Well, we are. What we doing? Mm. Episode eighteen. Here we are again. So uh, on this episode, as always, we'll be covering the normal hobby stuff that we've been up to, what we've been buying, painting, buying, etc., and a bit of reading too. And then we'll go into the news. Um, got some nice chunky bits of news from obviously the Ooh, yes. Vigilus Open Day, which we are very excited about to get into. And then for the main law topic, we are going to cover, as we've previously said, the Soul Wars novel by Josh Reynolds, which mm. was again. A fantastic read, so we're looking forward to going through that. And then the discussion topic at the end will be 40k, and basically we're asking ourselves, what's our favourite 40k war gear? Mm -hmm. That is episode 18. (laughs) Here we go, sir. Here we go. Here we go. Tell me, what what, what hobby stuff have you been doing, mate? So, now, I didn't listen all the way through last episode, because there was a lot of stuff to listen to. So I don't know if you edited out my sudden realisation of what I'd forgot to include in hobby last time. No, no, I, I, I deliberately put in there so people are expecting this. I thought, good. no, I'm going to put it in, and then he can't can't get out of this. <laughs> good, good. Well, um, I'm sure you're all on a knife's edge to hear what happened that I forgot to talk about. And now, listen, we've been do- we've been doing this podcast a little while, you know, mm-hmm. close closeish to a year at this point. Good God, that's um, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know what? In all that time, I hadn't played a game of 40k. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went, you know what? I'm on a I'm on a 40k and Age of Sigma podcast. I should probably play the game at some point. Like I've played mm, Age of Sigma, yeah. uh first yeah. and second edition even. Um but you know, I just hadn't played 40k before. Uh well I had, but years and years and years ago, back in like fifth edition. So not not so recently, not with these brand spanking new lovely rules and i've been putting all these models together it seems a shame not to use them uh so uh, i walked into the store with a thousand points of death guard and there was only one other guy there right at the time he had a thousand points of slanesh demons i went cool it's on Um, it's on bring it (laughs) slanesh is very fast slanesh (laughs) is so fast dear god (laughs) it was ridiculous um so the deployment was there was like an 18-inch circle in the center of the board that you couldn't deploy within, and then we were in opposite corners from that, effectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went, you know what, I'd like to be in rapid-fire range and get the first turn as soon as possible. And so I plopped my Plague Marines down along that line. Um, I had the Plaguecaster, Demon Prince, uh, just on foot. Uh, two units of Plague Marines, one with Blight Launchers, one with a bunch of Plasma Guns, a unit of Pox Walkers, and a Bloat Drone. And I think that was everything. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I, I sat up right on that line, so if I had the first turn, I could very well be within rapid fire range for everything. And, you know, get get all that good, good, um, Death Guard mid-range shooting on. And then Slanesh <laughs> got the first turn. Uh, <laughs> which meant... <laughs> oh, and, oh, and I had a, had a Hellbrute. Um, sorry. Slipped my mind because it didn't do anything the entire game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Poor Hellbrute. 
Poor Hellbrute. It killed three demonettes with a plasma cannon. It also wounded itself in the process. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. Uh, so Slanesh got the first turn and that, uh, deploying that far up turned out to be my biggest mistake possible that I could have done because I didn't get really a shooting phase with anything for most of the game, Mm. (laughs) which is awkward when I brought a mid range shooting army. Um, (laughs) <laughs> lesson learned <laughs> lesson learned um there were two objectives one in each home territory so i had my pox walkers sitting up way on the back just standing on that uh basically staying out of the way to make sure i held that objective and they were the only ones all the way back there everyone else was out in the front lines and i was there was a big blob of 30 demonets and then a smaller blob of 20 demonets and an even smaller blob of 10 demonets and then two demon princes and 10 seekers the demonets on steeds and that was the entire army <clears throat> oh wow okay yeah it was a lot of demonettes and nothing else um <laughs> I've, I've heard some complaints online that death guard aren't as tough as they need to be for the price you pay in points for them against okay. massed strength three attacks they are horrendously tough <laughs> <laughs> because i was engaged in combat from the start of the first turn my last plague marine died at the end of the fifth turn Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't use any stratagems to keep them alive or anything. It's just impossible to shift, apparently. You can just you can say they're disgustingly <laughs> resilient. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, MVP probably goes to the bloat drone, uh, just because it was the only thing I had left standing at the end of the game. And it won me <laughs> the moral victory of disengaging from the demon prince, hosing him down, and then just running over towards their objective and not quite making it before the game ended on turn six. Um, oh, no. <laughs> it, it, he was like three, he was like four inches out, and needed to be within three inches to hold the objective, so I would have at least made a draw <laughs> in that case. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said, Hellbrute didn't do much. Oh, God, I had um the Noxious Blightbringer, the guy with the bell as well. Uh, he did. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he also didn't do too much, except for the fact that um that, that big bubble of negative one to leadership is actually really useful when you're fighting a bunch of really weak things and you can yeah. inflict some casualties. Um, separating plate is the best relic in the Death Guard Codex because you get that sweet two-up armor save and if you make a save, armor or invulnerable, you can do mortal wounds back, which killed eight demonettes on its own without oh, me wow. swinging <laughs> with the demon prince. So that was pretty good. Um, the malignant plate caster was interesting because doing extra mortal wounds when you cast a spell with seven or higher on the dice is great mm-hmm. um and i gave him what did I, I gave him blades of putrefaction which is plus one to wound and if you roll a six to wound you do an extra mortal wound and i gave him um putrescent vitality which is plus one strength and toughness yeah the demon prince one of the demon princes engaged him in turn two and that malignant play caster every turn cast plus one strength and toughness on himself and just beat the crap out of the demon prince for about two and a half turns. <laughs> he got a, he got the demon. He what what it was is um the demon prince had an artifact where whenever he kills a model he gets a wound back. And he was engaged right, yeah, with yeah. my yeah he was engaged with my poxwalkers and my um my playcaster at the same time. So the playcaster would swing, hit him down three wounds. Then the demon prince would swing, kill two poxwalkers, get those wounds back, and then swing. And try and wound the playcaster, but the playcaster stayed on one wound for three turns, <laughs> refusing to die. Like up until the end of turn four, it was you can't take it was this great. boy down. You can't take him down. Um, Poxwalkers are surprisingly good against demonettes because uh, demonettes are fragile as all hell. I believe is why. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was like, there's only ten of them; they'll be wiped out in the first charge. 
They were wiped down to three men. At the end of the combat phase, they were back up to seven because <laughs> they kept popping demonettes and turning demonettes into poxwalkers. Um, it was a really fun game. I had a I had a blast. Um, and then a week later, I went. I should play some more 40k. I went to store, but there were only three people there, so the only solution was a three-way battle, and that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> in, in what way? Oh, it's just so long and grindy to do anything. <laughs> Because you've got three <laughs> players taking turns. Um, it was Death Guard, mine, versus Death Guard, some other dudes, versus Orcs, which, hey, Orcs are, orcs are pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I tried a bit of a different list. I brought Cultists instead of Poxwalkers and a Chaos Lord instead of a Demon Prince and things like that. Uh, and I messed around with it and I had fun. And I'm sure you mixing I, it up. Yeah, yeah, because I've got all these models, I might as well mix it up a bit more. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I had fun, both the guys I played with were great, but we all unanimously agreed never to do that again, <laughs> because <laughs> it's just so, it's so, it's so soul-shatteringly ty- tiring to take your turn, and then see the enemy take their turn, and then the other enemy take their turn, and then it gets around <laughs> to your turn, and you've got two and a half units left. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. it was especially frustrating because we played a mission called the Comet, where at the end of turn three the objective appears. So for three full right, turns, yeah, yeah. there was no objective except wander around the board, try and place yourself well, and get rid of as many enemies as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Which just it just turned into a bit of a slog fest and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Boss, do you want us over here? No, left. No, left a left, bit. Left. No, yep. right. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> And like, uh, brilliant. by the end of turn three, it had been an hour and a half to get to the end of turn three or something. Oh, two oh, hours wow. even. Yeah. Ouch. The, the comet dropped. The orc player had been wiped out. There was nothing of his left on the field. I was down to a unit of five cultists, two plague marines and a plague caster and nothing else. <laughs> and then I looked over at the other death guard player who'd sat back. So he had an untouched plague burst crawler and a demon prince and a bloat drone and everything. I went, you know what? Actually, I will concede here. Yeah. My five yeah. cultists, two plague marines, and one sorcerer will not win against that. Good game, everyone. <laughs> Let's never do this again. <laughs> yeah. But have you got a taste for it now? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm definitely good. Reengaged with the the third tier of the hobby, <laughs> which I've long <laughs> neglected. Um, I mean, I've been playing Kill Team and stuff, but it's not quite the same. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, it, it was. It's great playing 40k. Eighth edition is really good, guys. And I can't wait for chapter approved to hopefully make it even better. Woo. Yes, please. Um, yeah. So that was that was the big thing I forgot last week, uh, last fortnight. Uh, moving on to other things I'd done, been doing. Um, <laughs> I continue my <laughs> I continue my multiple arms project for the Chaos Lord. He now also has a chainsaw, bolt pistol, and plasma pistol options, all magnetized oh. on. He's fully kitted out that. Oh, lad. he's getting. Oh, I mean, still so many things to do, but he's getting there. <laughs> like i look at i've got i've got like nine arms done from now and i've still got to do four or five more (laughs) before i've got every single possible (laughs) option and that's before anything crazy like chapter proof says oh he can take like plague marine weapons i'm like god damn now i've got to do this this and this i hope that's what happens i know it's not going to because a flail on a chaos lord would be ridiculous yeah. 43 attacks that spill over damage. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that, that project continues. Uh, I'm still enjoying it because he's cool to look at. And I think my next focus will probably be on 
sort of bulking up the actual attachment points because as of now the magnets pop on and there's a very obvious point where the magnet is attaching and then there's this big weird gap around it that I kind of want to fill in with just a connection like like a power armor seal or something yeah yeah um yeah uh, I started painting one of those plague toads I had forgotten I had ordered um I'm tr- I'm trying to go lots of bright colors cuz I really liked how I painted that nurgling in this sort of very bright vibrant green and I want to do my demons like that in future so Good he's times. very vibrant green with like a blue underbelly and big orange splotches and an orange eye and things. He's fun to paint. There's so many details. <laughs> it's just dry brushing and washing and picking out the occasional bit. And it's, <laughs> it's so lovely. Um, the embiggening project that I've mentioned previously has begun in, has begun in truth, uh, where I'm taking the old school Plague Marine upgrade kit, sticking them on Mark three legs and making them tall. Uh, and you know, I've, I've got a t- couple of test models done and so far I would say they are successes. Uh, I've nice. got a regular plague marine and one of them in front of me right now. Uh, they are almost the same height as plague marines. They're a smidge shorter, but that's cause I didn't extend the torso on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the thing is they are horrendously thin compared to a plague marine, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like to imagine these guys as having wasting diseases instead of all these bloating diseases that every other death oh, guard like and it. Nurgle follower seems to have. And you know, like in a lot of the fiction, there's like, there are great unclean ones that are like skeletally thin and malnourished as well as, yeah, you know, all these big fat ones. It, like it, it's within the realm of possibility. Um, so at the moment I'm halfway through painting one with a, with an axe and a boarding shield. And I'm pretty happy with how that came out because uh, I got my plastic card in and I accidentally broke the shield in half while trying to clean it up. And so <laughs> I used I used plastic card to make little rivets and like slabs of metal to sort of slap on the front like it's being slapped back together. So it just adds authenticity. It's fine. It's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty happy with how they're coming up. The other one I'm doing is an icon bearer who I've called the uh, It's Time to Stop Marine. Because he's got a stick with one of the Blight King Nurgle shields on top, but it just looks like he's carrying a big stop sign with the mark of Nurgle on it. <laughs> a, lolly, a, lo- a lollipop lady. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the lollipop marine. <laughs> I just I just like the idea that the confusion it, ingen- it engenders in people is what gives it the minus one leadership bubble. Um, <laughs> everyone just stops and looks like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Oh god, we're dying. <laughs> I like it. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he's in sort of like a striding, turning pose. He's got. Uh, I gave him a, one of the Skaven plague monk knives as a plague knife because the regular plague knives look like full on like swords on these yeah, guys, like machetes. So, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So the, these guys will be getting the little plague knives, the safe, the safe plague knives for the little boys. Um, <laughs> With special little covers over the blades yeah, so you don't exactly, cut yourself. Exactly. <laughs> Um, fluff-wise, these are probably going to be some of my corrupted ultramarines, because I wrote a piece of fluff forever ago that I've not put up on the website yet. Once it's properly edited and stuff, I'll send it over to you and we can get it up there. But, um... Of course. Yeah, some fallen ultramarines joined the crew at some point. Um, (laughs) which my favourite conceit there was that foul blight spawn served the same, served the duty of showers, uh, for the Death Guard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Got to strip all that blue paint off. Bring out the blight spawns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that that's my explanation for them being smaller and thinner. And, you know, they've got wasting disease and things. But they look really good. I'm really happy with how they're coming. The Mark Three kit is a dream. That is such a oh, nice yes. kit. Oh, yes. It's so gorgeous, beautiful. isn't it? 
I've got so many leftover bits already, I'm nowhere even... I mean, I'm nowhere near done, but I'll still have all these leftover bits. I don't know what I'll do with them. I might have Plague Bearers wearing bits of Mark Three armor for Possessed or something if Possessed suddenly become good. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a brand new world. It's wonderful. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's the Embiggening <laughs> Project. Um, I must admit, actually, when it comes to Mark Three, I think I put it on Twitter recently, that mm. every time I look to, you know, potentially kit bash something, I'm thinking... Don't put, always want to put a Mark III helmet on it. It's because it's, <laughs> it's, it's so good. good to me. It's it was to me. It's the best helmet. Arguably, mm. Mark IV as well is really good as well. But there's yeah. something about Mark III that I just love. And after I did my mm. little Carcaradon kill team, I just feel obsessed now. And you know, because <laughs> I said that I'm looking to build a Captain Smash, and I just thinking, yes. no, no, you don't have to put a Mark III helmet on him. But you should. <laughs> just, but I should, yeah, that's what my brain's telling me. It's like, yes, do it, Matt, do it. And it's like, no, I don't, I don't want everything to have Mark III. I've only got like five helmets left. <laughs> I have to yeah. get a, a sh- new shipment in. That's yeah, the thing. That's I, the I, thing. I troll eBay just looking for helmet, <laughs> Mark mm. III helmets. Mm. <laughs> yeah, need yeah. the rest. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, speaking of putting Mark III helmets on things, here's something I forgot until just this moment. I picked up the, um, the standalone Plague Marine Champion, you know, the one that everyone buys for the Nurgling. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I bought him for the Nurgling. But while I, while I <laughs> bought him for the Nurgling, I went, you know what? I might as well build him as well, because he's a really nice model. Uh, yeah. and I went, both his head options look kind of dinky, because they sit, he's got this massive collar or something, so both his heads sit super low, and it looks like he's just peering out from inside his armor rather than he's wearing it. So <laughs> I added a little bit of plastic in there and then I stuck a Mark III helmet on him because Mark III helmets are great. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> uh, let's see. What else is on the list? I played Blackstone Fortress. It is a very Hooray. fun game. Yeah. Uh, I did a test game where I set myself out on an expedition and it went really swimmingly until one of the challenges said randomly select one of the explorers put them in a room with three enemy spawns and if they and if they make it out they win and if they don't make it out they don't make it out essentially but (laughs) well it's not quite that harsh um because the idea is you can take wounds that reduces the number of actions you get to take like the number of dice you have to work with okay um but you can all and those can be healed if you try and heal yourself as an action and things like that but you can also take grievous wounds which can't be healed and you have to wait until you go back to your spaceship to rest up and get rid of those um (laughs) and so he he had just been inspired so he had all his really good stats and everything and i was like you know what he's only slightly hurt he's only missing one wound it's it is a grievous wound so i can't get rid of it so it'll be fine what what spawns in this room you i hear you ask three urgles five trader guardsmen five trader guardsmen (laughs) oh (laughs) now it's this card specifically says if they can't fit in the starting hex they're destroyed. So really, it was three Urgles, three Guardsmen, three Guardsmen. I tell you what, three right. Urgles were enough because each of those things attacks. <laughs> each of those things attacks three times every time it attacks. It's just like, ooh. Um, so he got taken out. I was like, okay, well, I'll I'll check to see if he actually died. And what you do is you roll a twenty sided dice, and if you roll equal to or under the number of critical wounds they've taken, they're dead forever. And he'd only taken two grievous wounds. So I'm like, cool. I just need a three up on a d twenty. I got a one. <laughs> That is my nature. (laughs) And so he died forever, but that was the test game. It wasn't the real game. Um, I've since played a game with uh, some friends, with my partner and one of our friends, uh, and that was super fun. Like, um, uh, Aaron had a great time playing as UR025, the big chunky robot, because he is 
incredibly satisfying to play because he's impossible to hurt and even if you hurt him he just heals it back so easily all, like all the characters are really fun and interesting all the models are gorgeous chaos still has too many spikes because i'm still bleeding every time i pick up one of the guard sergeants um but no it's a it's a really great game it's a little fiddly because we were on a pretty small table and so i had to have like everything in the box and take things out as we needed them but apart from that awesome awesome game <laughs> excellent excellent yeah and um oh finished it off i did read some things i've i've not just been not just been having fun playing with friends i've been having yeah, stop fun having your fun Get on reading your and learning um <laughs> so a, a while back i tried to get primogenitor from my local games workshop but they didn't have it in stock you know the first famous mm. bar novel and you know i went in um i went in on wednesday last week and I went, oh, look, he's got Primogenitor. And did he get that in because I was asking for it? I don't know. Either way, I'm going to buy it. And so I bought it and I read it in two days. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> because that book was incredible. I it really, is, it? God, like single-handedly, that has elevated Fabius Bile to like my favorite 40K character. <laughs> I think, uh, just to jump in, I think mm. it's one of the, both that and Clone Lord, which to me mm. is arguably better. But oh, yeah. that's no no disrespect to Primogenitor because mm. that's still mm. obviously a fantastic novel in its own right. I think what I find is a bit of a shame when you're sort of trawling the internet and you know, obviously people come mm. up and say, I really want to get into reading 40k and what's going on at the moment. And yeah. I think, and I do it myself even on like our Discord where I forget about mm. those books because it's so easy to go, oh, you know, read Dark Imperium, read yeah, Devastation yeah. of Baal. And it's and Black Legion and Talon of Horus mm, and things like that. Mm. It's like it's so easy to forget those two as well, and they're just fantastic. And I just hope he does more. Josh Reynolds does more of them. I really, oh, really he hope he to. does. I'm sure he, he will. He has to. Um, yeah, I, I do agree with you on Clone Lord being better because I finished it in two days, went back to the store that Friday, and also picked up Clone Lord, which I'm about eighty percent <laughs> through. <laughs> I've not quite, I've not quite finished it, but it's so good. Oh my god! <laughs> well, without 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 spoiling it, can you tell mm. what I got really excited about about someone appearing in it? That oh yes, that- yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, like that book is uh, not to be too slanesh about it. It's very close to perfect. It's, yes mm. <laughs> well very appropriate mm. really actually that's a good, <laughs> actually a good point thinking i'm not sure which which mysterious appearance you're excited about because there's several and they're all really true good. yeah true yeah yeah <laughs> the yeah one, one of my favorite boys <laughs> yeah yeah that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that book is awesome i'm probably going to finish it like tomorrow or something but mm-hmm. yeah no uh some great reading josh reynolds for me remains the king of the black library uh yeah, that's it. That's like Fair fifty show. years down the track, they'll reveal what's inside the Black Library, like in forty k fiction, because the Black Library is a place in forty k, yep. and it'll just be Josh Reynolds sitting there on a throne, preserved by the yeah. powers of the Harlequins. <laughs> I told you it was me all along. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, it it was such a good book so far, and there's so many Definitely. great twists and turns, and you know, I just love the Emperor's Children, and I love. God, what it, I think what it is is that in a world of because forty k is all about stagnation and things not changing and tradition and being entrenched in tradition that does change slightly with eighth edition with the story moving forward. Yep. But even with that, things aren't moving that far forward. But then here's Fabius Bile going, "It's all crap. Burn it down. We're doing it brand yep. new, and then I'll go die." <laughs> because i'm tired <laughs> <laughs> just, he's, he's doing the dante thing yeah, <laughs> just leave <yeah>. me alone 
I need <laughs> to last enough. just long enough to to spring all my plans to fruition. Um. <laughs> well, like, what what I love about them, uh, and again, this isn't really spoiling it too much, is mm. I love the fact that he's going off on his own tangent. Really, he's he's yeah, quite yeah. neutral. In his own mm. way, isn't he? Really, even though he is obviously part of the Empress Children, a traitor legion, he's not all about chaos. Really, <laughs> he's quite, yeah, you know, he's yeah. off doing his own thing, which I think is great. To be fair, yeah. so well, my, there was that thing where it's like maybe the reason I'm the only one left with the Empress Children, Emperor Children's genetic cancer thing is because I haven't actually fallen to any of the chaos gods yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone else is fine. Yeah, I'm pure and diseased, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so yeah, that, that's, that's been my hobby over the last couple of weeks. It's been good. Um, and I'm officially yeah. on holiday as of yesterday afternoon, so whoop, hopefully whoop. I'll be able to get more done. I, I, I really yeah. want to get this embiggening project done in general, which means I need to go get a box of regular Plague Marines still. But yeah. For parts, mostly. Um, but I'm looking forward. Hopefully, next episode I'll have plenty to talk about. I already, already did, obviously. But well, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. All right. The Cameron hobby you? train never stops. Right. Well, yeah, right, well, right. <laughs> <laughs> well. Now my hobby stuff. I've I had a bit of an epiphany, a bit of a mm. realization moment over the yeah. last few weeks, and anyone on our Discord would have probably picked up on on this. <laughs> I've sort of since I've got back into this hobby, mm. sort of not long before we obviously started this podcast after being in the hobby a few times before. I just feel like I've been a real scattergun buying mm. approach since you know because i suppose being so long away into this hobby or from this hobby i should say it's in all these lovely models it's been been like being a kid in a sweet shop going i want one of those i want one of those no no one of those and and it, that's fine in its own way there's nothing wrong mm. with that but i feel like mm. i'm not really achieving anything hobby wise by doing that i find yeah. that i'm just buying stuff and then it goes in the backlog which we've all got mm. you know that's yeah. the way it is but i'm not i, I find in Without any real purpose, I'm not really getting anything done. You know, it's mm. uh, and when time's a bit of a premium, I want to make sure it counts. So, I sort of had this, like I said, a realization the other day. I was looking in my well, where I'm recording right now, which has obviously got all my models and boxes in it, and I was thinking, right, what have I got over here? Why, why have I got a box of those? When am I ever going to use these? <laughs> and so I thought, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna basically do like almost like two lists. Go right, this is what I'm keeping. This is what I'm going to get yeah. rid of. Um, just get rid of stuff that I don't need anymore, sell it, trade it, and then put it towards whatever I'm now keeping. So my plan is, and I think I said this ages ago, where I wanted to, I really want to get back into playing. Cause it was just like what you've just mm. been describing yourself. I yeah. really want, I really, really miss playing the game. Mm. Um, Cause I think back in the day, law and playing were probably the first two, like, you know, of the tiers mm. of all these things that, that we can do in this hobby. They're the first two that I really enjoy, and then probably painting a bit yeah. afterwards. Um, mm. Obviously, now it's obviously more lore because of obviously this show. <laughs> yeah. But I, re I re like I said, I really miss playing, and I want to get back into it. And obviously, to do that, I need to, I've got the models, but I need to, you know, have a coherent force, actually yeah. have yeah. some options paint them and turn up to either my local games workshop or local mm. hobby clubs and you know yeah. i've been scouting around there is a few around and so it's sort of it's almost incorporating into next year it's like almost like a, mm. a i'm i'm getting the groundwork done <laughs> for this plan in 2019 so you know and i've you know i've even said it to my wife i'm like you know i really want to get back into play and she's like no no you've got to go for it do it which is mm. always good <laughs> to yeah. have, have her on side with that when i disappear <laughs> every so often to go and play games mm. so yeah so basically this is my plan now is that 
similar to what I've said before, I want to have obviously a 40k army and a Age of Sigma army because I do want to end up getting back into both. Now, yeah. as I said last episode, I've got a lot of Stormcast, so that is my what I'm going to be. I'm gonna, so I'm I'm going mm-hmm. to expand on the like I said 1500 points or so of Stormcast and that's what i'm going to do aos wise so mm-hmm. what i'll do is i'll probably i've started drafting a few things and i'll yeah. probably add about another thousand points or so so get about two and a half so i mean mm-hmm. i may not even get around to playing to that sort of size but at least then i've got similar to what you've got with your death guard where you've got various options yeah so if you put them all together you probably got a few thousand but you know mm-hmm. you want to obviously have the options to, to obviously depend on what sort of game it is so yeah, that's my yeah. plan get to about two and a half have all the options it'll be obviously mainly built on the sacrosanct chamber but mm. then but at the moment that's better than the normal <laughs> old school stormcast <laughs> really so why well, not yeah. so well to a degree so it so that's sort of my plan aos wise 40k wise it's sort of a double a double really mm. so that so in effect this will be two armies but they'll you know they'll be able to team up together really yeah. as and when so yeah. so one half will be custodies okay so Ooh, basically yep. I think the reason I picked Custodes is for a few reasons. Is A, they look bloody gorgeous. Oh, um, yeah. B, there's not many models. And, you know, and I know it sounds weird, but that, that you know, by not having to go, oh, my God, I've got 100 mm. Tyranids to paint, yeah, <laughs> which can be yeah. very demoralizing. <laughs> At least with Custodes, you know, they you can just get on with them. And then, obviously, mm. not many models. And already, oh, great, I've already got 2,000 points. So, oh, so. <laughs> uh, well, almost no. I, I, I've, I've got. Yeah, I think I've got already about a thousand already, basically, and, and that's, that's just what, from like eight of them. Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, two and a half actually. Um, <laughs> two and a leg, and yeah. it's, it's two thousand points. So, uh, and I've done that from uh, basically. I bought bought some, and I'm doing a bit of trading on Discord mm-hmm. as well. So that's yeah. worked out well. Um, and the other sort of other half is going to be an Ultramarines army. Okay. Ooh. Now, I'll be honest, it's probably slightly inspired with obviously some, a news topic we're going to talk about <laughs> a bit later. But I just thought I've got, a, you know, again, I've got a lot of Marines hanging around. Um, mm. I've always liked the Ultramarines. I know they get yeah. a bit of flack for who they are. Uh, but you know, I think sometimes you, <laughs> you know, if you like them, you like them, and so, and I'll, I'll be honest, I really want to play with uh, with Gilliman as well. Yeah, I, I, I just yeah. want the fact of being able to to field a Primarch. Um, yeah. So basically, what I've done is I've already started buying them already. So I've bought some scouts. I've bought some hell more hell blasters. I already had five, so I've got another five yeah. added to the list. So I've got ten. Um, I made a bit of a boo boo. Um, mm. which I think I put on our Twitter with the aggressors. Ah, yeah. Because I, <laughs> I, basically, I I wanted, I thought, I'll get some aggressors because they, you know, again, is an option. Just like, why not? And there's mm. a lot of, obviously, especially after Warhammer Conquest, the, you know, that magazine subscription series, there's a lot, a few, mm. I think a few episodes ago, sorry, a few um, copies ago that basically aggressors sort of came with it and obviously on ebay going quite cheap so i thought oh great I'll, yeah. you know i'll buy a a, a a sprue of three of them unfortunately i didn't realize that they as the easy to buy ones come only with the uh was it the flame storm gauntlets whereas mm, really i want yeah. the bolt storm gauntlets for because yeah. basically i'm doing a gilliman gun line ultramarine mm. army so it's a bit of a like oh well i'll, I'll still <laughs> i'll still have them why not? Mm. I may use them in the future. I'm not, you know, it's not worth it. Luckily, I've got them quite cheap, so I'm not too worried. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. I, I knew them being easy to buy, they would only come with one of the two options. Mm. I just, in my, I don't know, for whatever reason, I just presumed 
that <laughs> it would be the bolt storm would be the default. Yeah, but, yeah, those but, seem more iconic. I guess exactly. I think that's yeah. what that's why it surprised me, and it was just a bit of a a bit of a you know slap your forehead moment. Also, mm-hmm. a, another slight slap your forehead moment <laughs> I found as well is that. Obviously, with Christmas coming up, like a lot of people, I've given a wish list to my family and my wife, you know, Mm -hmm. and obviously it's mainly uh, Games Workshop stuff. And I thought, right, I really want to get a Land Raider. Now, I want for for the two reasons, because obviously either or, it's the only only real vehicle apart from the the fancy Forge World ones I can put with Mm. the Custodes. And also, if I didn't want to, I could have it as an Ultramarine one instead. Mm. That was the plan anyway. um, Unfortunately, on my list, I... I forgot that the the Crusader Redeemer kit is also uh, not the same as the normal one. So yeah. I've put that on the wish list. Obviously, in theory, I may not get it. So yeah. obviously, yeah. I may not get everything. But if I do get a Land Raider, it's going to be a Crusader Redeemer one, not mm. the normal yeah. one. So I, so the problem with that is I can't use it with the Custodes because they yeah. can't. They, yeah. But it's not you the might end of the be world. Able to find, you might be able to find the alternate sponsors on eBay or on a bit side Probably, or something. Yeah, it's, again, yeah. It's, not a, it's not the end of the world. I mean, to be honest, if 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 I do get it, I'll make it a Crusader mm. one with the yeah. like, the Hurricane Bolters, and I'll just put it with the Ultramarines. Again, I know it's not yeah. the um, the most efficient, but I just love them. I lo- yeah. And that's what I'm Land trying Raiders to do, especially... Was <laughs> exactly, and I, I think especially with the with this Ultramarine gun line army i it's one that i'm trying to make it semi-competitive i know i know marines are in a bit of a crap place now when it comes mm. to the meta obviously that may change with and hopefully probably will change with chapter <laughs> approved on the way yeah. but at this moment you can only judge it obviously on what's happening right now so again i just mm. want to make them not i don't want i don't want it to be competitive because i'm not going to get into tournaments and things like that no. i just want it to be where i can go to a club go to a, a local store and just give a good go at it, it, really. I think that's what I'm trying to do. But at the same time, I'm trying to avoid having stuff just for the sake of it. Like, for example, if for anyone that's in the know, like, for example, if you are doing a Gulliman um, gunline army, a lot of one of the HQ choices generally is Librarian Tigarius, which Mm -hmm. I will get at some point, and the other one is generally a Tech Marine. And I just mm. don't want a tech marine. I just, I'm just, there's just not a unit I'm ever, I've ever wanted to paint <laughs> or be interested. So I'm not going to have it. So obviously, yeah. you, you know, whatever I replace him with may be suboptimal, but yeah. I don't really care to be honest. It's, you know, <laughs> you know uh, I just think, you, you know what, you got to have a bit of rule of cool in there. You know what you could replace him with? What's that? Primaris Lieutenant. Well, I, I, well, I don't know. They're really hard to get hold of. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're very rare. Only a couple were ever produced. They're a bit of a rarity. Was it? They do primaris lieutenants. I didn't know that. Actually, yeah. yeah, I thought oh, they were right, just okay. regular lieutenants. I thought I thought it was just a dirty rumor, but so <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah. And and also, I bought an Ultramarines Primaris upgrade sprue as well. So that's coming mm, any day now. Yeah. So so yeah, I'm just so basically, my plan is, and also what I have done on the selling side is via our discord i've sold mm. i'm i've pretty much sold all my tau and necrons that i had uh, and again it's just the same reason i'm thinking you know what i just bought them on a whim and mm. i'm never going to get around to them and basically they're all i didn't even touched them really so basically yeah. the idea is the money i get from them will go straight back into investing in the armies that i've just been talking about basically so then mm-hmm. going into 2019 i'll have custody slash ultramines on 40k side and i'll have stormcast and and what i'm hoping will happen is that every episode when we are doing our hobby stuff i'll actually have something productive to say rather than yeah. me going yeah i bought this and never done anything with it i want <laughs> it's almost like i don't want to for, i'm not trying to force myself into it i'm just no. trying to set myself more of a goal and and also mm. i just don't in a, to be honest i don't want to be 
BSing people when I'm yeah. talking about this. I'm not. Obviously, every time I say mm. I intend to do something, I genuinely intend to do it. It's just I feel yeah. I get frustrated that I'm not doing it. If you see what I mean, where I go, oh, I'm going to yeah, build this, yeah, I'm yeah. going to do that, and then I, I never talk. You know, it's just. But that's I suppose it's you know, it's life, it's time, it's mm. you know. Yeah. But that's that's the plan. So I'm looking forward to that. So again, hobby wise, I've not really done anything, but I feel like I've been managing. <laughs> it's been like yeah. stock management. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, set, you're setting up for some good hobby content. Exactly, that's the, that is the plan. So, and obviously, when the new Calgar model appears, I'll be buying him, mm-hmm. you know, as well. But we'll we'll cover him. A in new the news. what? A new what? Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. It's, it's again. It's uh, I don't know. It may be in the news. Don't know. <laughs> um reading wise obviously i've reread soul wars because we're going to mm-hmm. cover it obviously later in the show uh, and it's still great reading it a second oh, time yeah. oh yeah um i've <laughs> almost finished the magos as well mm-hmm. um Excellent. i'm not far off uh, probably a few you know a few more chapters to go um yeah. what i didn't realize is mm. and i don't know if i'm semi spoiling this is i think last episode when i spoke about it and i was talking about the magos magos and that uh, RBT's Max, and I was like, "Oh, it's yeah. really good that some of the, some of the, you know, the little stories on the mm. first half of the book mm. are to do with them." I didn't realize yeah. the, the book is based on them as well. In the main yeah. stories, based. Hey, guess <laughs> what? Like, Neither did I. I had the exact no. same thing when I read. It. I was like, "I feel oh, really cool. stupid." They're doing this stuff with a Magos <laughs> Biologus. Obviously, this book is about like some other kind of Magos. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then, I didn't and re- then I'm like, <laughs> "He's getting a lot of short stories. Actually, he's getting two or yeah. three of them." Huh. Yeah, and then when his <laughs> when his name dropped, and I was like, "What? Oh God! I did, why didn't I spot that?" <laughs> so, which like, which is, makes it even better because, like I said to you last episode, they're they're mm. some of my favourite little short stories in that collection oh, yeah. of a of yeah. a dozen in the first half of the book. So I, I thought, "Oh great, even better! We're just going to carry mm. on the story." So yeah, no, no happy day. So he's so good. <laughs> he's really good. So yeah, so by next episode I'll have it definitely finished. I'm I'll have it done awesome. in probably this weekend. Um yeah. the only other two books that I've bought ready to read or listen to, I should say, because it's on Audible is mm. I've got Black Talon First Mark, which is that mm-hmm. book about Neve Black Talon of the Stormcast Eternals. Um, yep. I did try and get into it. I think I I read or listened to the first couple of chapters and it didn't hook me straight away, but I think mm. maybe that was just the day I wasn't really yeah, into yeah. it so i'm going to give it another go i definitely will listen to it because i'll be interested to because she's she looks quite an interesting character mm. and the other one is i got the first ravener book which is obviously Ooh. from you know obviously getting into and almost finishing all mm. the eisenhorn ones i think well i've got to get into ravener as well so <laughs> that is my yeah. uh my plan you know things i'm planning to read over the next couple of weeks so yeah, um, look, you're gonna love that as well trust me if yes you've been enjoying eisenhorn this much ravener is like it's a different take but it's so still interconnected with the characters going back and forth it's great yeah <laughs> well, the, well the thing is I, I i suppose in a sense i've sort of semi-sported myself because i know obviously especially mm. in the magos there is reference to things that have obviously happened that yeah. will probably happen in the later ravener books but mm. to be honest uh, you know i don't it doesn't matter really it's fine. <laughs> it's you fine. know it all comes together i mean to be fair yeah. even on some books i've not read i know you know some of the spoilers anyway because when you you're on websites and mm. things like that mm. it's very difficult to you know to yeah. avoid everything so it's not the end of the world so yeah i'm looking forward to getting into those so yeah that has been my hobby stuff awesome sort of produ- sort of productive it's you know <laughs> it's the beginning <laughs> ready of to the be production 
<laughs> exactly. It's to be ready to be ramped up. It's about to have mm-hmm. some power thrown into it and uh, <laughs> get surged. So, yeah, that's basically what I've been doing. Um, right. Okay. We'll take our first little break now, I think. Back soon. Hello and welcome back. It's news time. It's Vigilus Open Day news time. Oh boy. Many bombs have been dropped on us yet again. <laughs> it's like, it feels like it's proper news exterminatus on us, doesn't it, really? Oh, we've had man. all these things we've had this year, like Warhammer Fest and some stuff from like the, was it Nova Open and things like that. It's just, mm. yeah, here we go. Yeah. Blood and Glory, obviously a few weeks ago or last month yeah. or whenever it was. Yeah. And yeah. God. You know, you know, I thought things would start slowing down at some point. And not, <laughs> I feel like I've said this a few times. But it's still not slowing down. It's still... <laughs> <laughs> ah, I need it's, breath. It's, exactly. It's, it's, it's straining that relationship with us and our bank balances yet again. Mm. Every time <laughs> the, it, our bank balances think it can have a little breather, just catch its breath for you know five minutes, yeah. bang, here we go. Mm. And this is probably, when I say one of the worst, as in worst... Uh, in the sense that I feel like I want to literally buy everything in, the, oh, yeah. <laughs> in oh, this absolutely. new segment. <laughs> it was just quite scary. So yeah, yeah, so last I think it was yeah, last weekend it was the like so the Vigilus Open Day. And like I said, they dropped a lot of news on us. And let's start mm. with the big one. Let's start with something that was well, it was uh teased, I think was it the couple of days before, which is yeah. Um, yeah. there was this fancy Video obviously showing obviously the ultramarines and you know reference to you know rising from death and things like that. Mm, um, yeah, I can't remember the exact wording. It was um, uh, it was only in death does Judy end, but death is not the end it. of Judy, which I feel exactly. is a bit, it's a bit rude. You, do, you work <laughs> yeah. so hard, you finally get to rest in death, and they're like, "No, actually, you're not quite done yet." Plug you into the <laughs> yeah. <threat knot." laughs> um, well, that's the thing, and that's what people <laughs> thought, didn't they? They this was. Mm. This started this massive rumor that it was going to be Marnius Kalgar, obviously the current chapter mm. master of the Ultramarines, second in command now, now that uh, <laughs> Rebute's back. And obviously people thought it was going to be a Dreadnought version of him, yeah. which I think yeah. was a, you know, a plausible, you know, mm. rumor. I can, yeah. you know, I, I felt a bit sorry for him in a sense, if that's mm. what they did. I thought, right, yeah, we'll kill him off, but then, well, almost <laughs> kill him off, and then we'll shove him in a Dreadnought. I mean, mm. it, his dreadnought would be really cool, like you know, oh, if yeah. he, if they did one. Oh man, um, I kind of want to do that with something now. <laughs> no, no, file that away no. for distant Stay future. on topic. File that away for like Matt's birthday, twenty twenty five or something. Build the Calgar dreadnought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So what they've done, which really, when you think about it, we shouldn't be surprised. They've mm. they primarist him. They've, they've turned him. He, him. <laughs> yeah, they've yeah. When I and I'll be honest, he looks absolutely amazing. I think he looks he really, really badass. He's really. I cool. mean, his his last model I thought was really good. The oh, one that comes with the yeah. honor guard, and I mean, I mean, his, his one before it. And if was, you don't count the fine. rogue trader version, um, one, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that's Lord's really toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The one he sat on the loose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, his original was good back in the day. And mm. then obviously his updated one from X amount of years ago was really good, but yeah, this one yeah. is very cool indeed. It's mm. yeah, looking yeah. amazing. He looks great. Um, like I would say personally, for, this is my personal taste. I don't like his pose too much. I understand there's like it's a callback to his like second or third edition model or whatever it was. Yes, 
Yeah. But I, I really, really digged previous Kalgar and Terminator armor where he's just striding forwards, hands by his side, looking calm and controlled, but also really intimidating. This is more like I'm standing here commanding the battlefield on my mark of my giant gloved fist fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I, I agree. I think that's why I loved his last model, because like I said, mm. that pose, I think is, I'd agree with you, is better. But I'm sort of neutral on it. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't hate it. I, oh, don't but hate I, it either, I agree. But yeah, it's one of those yeah. where, I'm like, no, that's that's okay. I can I can I can live with it. It's a, a live with it mm. pose. Yeah, um, I yeah. would love for him to have one where he's got them both like in the air, sort of with his you know with his back <laughs> slightly arched, Score. you know, and just going. <laughs> <laughs> but Touchdown. but you know, I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't, but I can't see them ever doing something like that. So no, no. yeah, but no, he, I mean, the amount of detail on him is oh my God. amazing. Yeah. And I, right now. And I think from what I saw online, he's, he comes with a helmet, mm, uh, he helmeted does. head version, which, is which good. I, which I love because I'll be honest, I don't like Space Marines where you see their face. I like them with mm. fan. I like when they're a character, which he has, where they've got a fancy helmet, and it's yeah. not just from a painting point of view. I just I don't know. I suppose. I just I just prefer Space Marines with helmets as opposed yeah. to bare face. Well, and... I, I mean, I'd say, like, law-wise, it'd be a shame to spend all this time and effort and risking his death just to turn into a Primaris Marine to have him shot in the head by an assassin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it just wouldn't feel right. So, no, I, I mean, I know why they do it, because obviously it makes him stand out as a, mm. obviously as a, a named character, but I just love the fact that that's an option. I just love the yeah. fact that, the, yeah. you know, you... Yeah, and obviously they've done it with other models as well, and mm. you know they've done it even with non-named uh, characters like the Primaris Librarian, for example, yeah. and yeah. models like that. I just, it, you know, the it just comes as standard now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I just think it's it's really it's a good, good. It's a good thing. Yeah. He also exactly. comes with a uh, he comes with two reflection flipped Primaris Honor Guard, which looks so good. Oh, they're it's, amazing, aren't they? Oh Those Honor Guard. They I look love. So good. I love that they are a mirror image of each other, like perfectly. Yeah. It's, I think they just flipped the file in AutoCAD, or whatever they say. You <laughs> model these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. The, the brilliance uh, of Photoshop there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They it's, are yeah. so gorgeous. <laughs> they are, they're honestly, they're, they're some of my favorite models, marine models, mm. is, is even the old Honor Guard. I love their helmets. I love that sort of yeah. eagle hawked. Yeah, helmet. yeah, the eagle face helmet. <laughs> It's, it's everyone so good. always wants to know where it comes from I, i've seen so many questions on reddit threads like hey where do i get this helmet and i was like just get the commander set there and there yeah yeah he's in the, yeah that's good yeah, that's fair shout actually and yeah and, he, and uh, what i love about him he just looks big as well because he, he's on mm. i swear he's on a bigger base i think he, I, I kind of I, he's probably on a 50 i'm gonna say i would say so yeah because because if you look at it i think if you see the video with with the honor guard or and some mm. of the normal primaris with him he's definitely mm. well he's definitely got a bigger base that's well yeah categoric so and like you said i don't i think it's it's you said like you said i think it's a 50 i think it looks a bit too small to be a 40 so yeah oh, he's definitely. gonna he's a he's a big that's boy way too small so, to be a 40 it could be a 60 least. We could push yeah. this all the way. Exactly. <laughs> Although, and again, if that, that's, that's the case, it'd be too big, maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, it'd be interesting to see what they do with him rules-wise now, because obviously mm. his current rules are in the Space Marine Codex, but yeah. he's now a Primaris Marine. So, he, you know, in theory, things like his wounds should go up. Yeah, should uh, get you plus know, I think one he's wound, on... plus one attack. Yeah, he should. <laughs> um, 
So hopefully they'll come in the box, or they may even come in chapter approved. Potentially, you know what they will uh, come in. They'll come in. A, they'll come in the Vigilist campaign book. Yeah, I would expect so. Hey, should we talk about that soon? <laughs> should, should we? Should we talk about? Hey, there's some, there's something tasty going down on Vigilist. I'm not saying I called it. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying I went. Hmm. They've said the name of this planet more than once. It's probably yeah. a thing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but Vigilist well, is sp- a thing. <laughs> well, I think they feel guilty that they've destroyed Cadia, so they're like, right, we need, yeah, <laughs> we need a, yeah. we need a new Cadia type thing. So, <laughs> so yes, the Vigilist Defiant book has been announced, which mm. looks really good, it, and it looks like it's hardback from what yeah. I can see. Which is, which is oh, uh, yeah, I'll be honest. Don't, don't <laughs> stop, stop these softbacks. I can yeah. see why they do it, but. Make make the big books like that. Make them hardback. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's definitely. the sensible thing to do. So, and it looks like it's a big boy of a book as well. It looks like oh, it's going to yeah. have a lot of content in it. And yeah, well, so there's I, so I, many. I, there's so many factions of Vigilists. They've got to. Yeah. they've all got to have something. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be great. I like that it's Imperium Nihilus Vigilist Defiant because this feels to me like the start of a series of campaign books, and yes. that's how I want them to treat Eighth. I don't want to jump into Ninth like halfway through next year. I want Eighth because I think it's a good system. I just want yeah, it to I'd expand agree. and be tweaked with chapter approved and tweaked with the big FAQs, and then like the big content expansions from now on. We'll get a new codex every now and again, maybe a new faction will pop up, but these campaigns with interesting takes on things and new mm. rules for new models is what I want. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, it's it's almost similar to what they did with Age of Sigmar, where I know, obviously, mm. Soul Wars is almost AOS 2.0, but... Well, it is. You know, yeah. it is, <laughs> but it, I suppose they, they, you know, it's still a lot of it is still the same, though. It's mm. not like they've, you know, they've just, tw- like I said, tweaked it and just and done what they can with it. And like you said, sometimes when you've got a rule set which is solid, like eight, mm. you know, to me, like I said, eight is i just think like you like you they need to just just stick with it for a while you've you know you spent all this time getting these codexes out you know it's taken a while you know eventually we've yeah. got we've got a brand new orcs codex for example mm. you know it'd be shame right right we're on to ninth now <laughs> and, then, and then there we go <laughs> it, again it would suggest which i think there is a lot of rumor going about they may do what they've done with aos like for example they they could do with updating some of the older codexes like the space mm. marine codex is really needs updating to a degree because of yeah. obviously it was the first and they've done it with the stormcast eternals over in aos that's had about three battle tomes mm. you know so yeah. yeah no reason why they can't do the same and and yeah it's i think it, it's a good thing and like like you said the fact that they've put that uh prefix on it suggests mm. that there's more to come you know yeah they could do a battle one you know or something Ooh. like that that'd That'll That'd be, be interesting. Awesome. Oh man, I'll be all over think that. Um, think all the creepy turned things they could stuff in that. Well, exactly. Um, you know, and and also, or they could do stuff. To, you know, they could do. I don't know, like the 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 far side enclave. You know, that yeah. that side yeah. of the system, because obviously the you know there's obviously a lot of factions involved in the vigilist situation. But I think we're missing definitely the Tau and the Necrons, for example. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, you know, an excuse to include them in something really. I can yeah, see. Exactly. So no, it looks it looks. I mean, I don't think they get from what I saw of it. I don't think they give too much away of what it's going of going to actually have in it. But I think we can sort of guess. Like I said, well, it'll be, you know, it'll be similar we know, to previous. Types. We know at least one other thing, which is the most Night Lords looking Black Legionnaire I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, 
this this is one of those things where it was a bit of a double take when you sort of see it. Mm. This is a, this, so this is a Harkin World Claimer, which is an amazing name. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, he's he's. <laughs> this is what we saw with Black. Stone Fortress, obviously the Chaos Marines are in that, and obviously oh with Harkin as well. I yeah. love the direction they're going with Chaos Marines. Mm-hmm. It's it oh, definitely so shows good. that they're they're going to revamp them soon. It's definitely in the cards because they wouldn't oh, yeah. be doing mo- mo- models like this. And he and what I love about him, and I'm sure you'll probably agree with me, is the fact that he's that nice sort of balance of not oh let's have 500 spikes on him, you know, <laughs> of the older ones. You know, he's yeah. that sort of where yes, you know, he's got skulls, you know, he's got spikes and skulls on his jump pack, but mm. then the rest of him is quite you know functional, normal. You know, yeah. yeah, it's not it's not silly over the top. <laughs> he's got you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> saying that he's got like skulls on his on his knee pads and well, he's got skulls yeah. on his you know, but it's not it's it's, it's done. It. Yeah, exactly. I mean, cast <laughs> marines can't be you know they can't be all sunshine and rainbows. So no. uh, I can see, but I just like the balance they've got with this guy, and also mm. what we saw on the like I said the cast marines that come with Blackstone Fortress. Yeah, and yeah, he looks. Well, so yeah. what do you think of him? Um, I think that he is the most badass new character revealed in 8th edition because, you know, he's done something no one else has been able to do, which is to officially, in his sculpt, kill a Primaris Marine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's finally done it. He's taken one of the lads out. I mean, he had to use a piece of rebar or something from the looks of the model, but... (laughs) (laughs) No, he he looks great. Like like you said, he's not made of spikes and he's not made of skulls good no nope. he looks functional he has a bitchin spear which oh, i have that is- 10 10 bucks says that's a ranged weapon not a melee weapon because he's yeah. also got like a lightning claw or a power fist on the other arm mm-hmm. yeah i would agree yeah it, it, just like there's a demon spear you throw and it comes back to your hand through the warp or something something cool yeah. like that would be awesome <laughs> Um, and he's a cheeky boy. He is, though, because he says he says he'll take the world of vigilus for the black legion within eighty days. Yeah, and he's, part of he's, me, he's the, the Phileas Fog of yeah, the, Chaos Marines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I thought as well. <laughs> <laughs> Around the world in eighty days. <laughs> Around vigilance in eighty Around days. Vigilance. Well, there's the episode title. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got it already. <laughs> but like a, a lot of people are going, that's a that's a strangely specific number. Is that when Abaddon's yeah. coming out? And I go, well, yeah, that's probably it's... not when Abaddon's cam- coming out, but it would be nice. No, but it's, it's something's going to happen. That is a very oh, specific yeah. amount of days, and the fact mm. that he's he's put a number on it. <laughs> he's, yeah, yeah. That's what, it's it's quite. It almost feels very unchaos. Like it's gonna, I'm going to take <laughs> over organized. your world. I'm going to kill you all, but in eighty days. <laughs> it's a very Zinch way of doing it, actually. Sort of, mm, like there's some mm. mysterious plan to come with it, but uh, yeah, 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 interesting. But no, yeah, he's, he's badass. Great. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing his rules. Mm. And talking of rules, there's um, Urban Conquest that's been announced oh, as well. So the. Yeah. So this is city fighting campaigns in the 41st millennium. So Man. I think pre- in previous editions there were city fights, wasn't there? Yeah, I, that was I, remember, thing. I remember when city fights first came out around 5th edition, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it first released and everyone freaked out because there was all this awesome stuff, but also they wanted you to have about 2.5 metric tons of terrain to play it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I never actually played a city fight game, but I appreciated them from a distance looking at all these beautiful photos. Um, yeah, no, uh, this is really interesting, though, because they have, like, a builder hive city component to it, which is really interesting. 
Yes. Yeah, that's quite... Mm. It's with, is it with, card, with cards, isn't it? Yeah, like a bunch of cards that you slot together to form like an apparently an A2 or A1 map mm-hmm. to like... To like, I don't know if that's an actual play space map or if that's like a representation so you can campaign across it map. But either way, really cool. Um, I get no, I guess it is a battle map. Says allowing you to build your very own urban battle maps. Nice with a modular map based campaign. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, that's. Well, I think. I think. Great, I was going to say what honestly. I find really cool, and I can see I've seen people on the internet say is they love it's for like local gaming clubs and, and mm, little mm. things like that because. I suppose the, what a lot of people end up doing is sort of they end up creating their own house rules just to mix things up, yeah, and sort of thing. Yeah. So it's you know, like I said, it's just nice that they're it's they're going to appreciate it. I think more than a lot of people. Mm, and mm. and again, it's similar to what we've seen with some of the other releases where you can see it tying in with like Kill Team. You know, we obviously you get a load of train with that, for example, and yeah. you know, and obviously there's a lot more train available for buying anyway at the moment from from games mm. workshop so again it's just all you know it's just again just giving you a different option oh yeah and also yeah. you know what you were saying a bit earlier but the fact that you want eighth carry on that they don't just jump straight into ninth again this mm. this prolongs it yeah having yeah, different exactly. you know because you know if you've if you've been playing for years and just you know straight away got stuck into eighth at this point you may be going mm. not saying you're bored but you know it's, it's sometimes you just want to mix it up whereas by adding stuff like this it just gives people options and then people aren't going oh when's ninth coming <laughs> you know it's just people can yeah. be happy with what they got so it's no, yeah really yeah. cool and this is, this and is it, also a bit of hearsay but i've heard on the internet that this might bring formations back in but they yeah. won't be free anymore which is good well, it, <laughs> it's well i i suppose it depends what you believe but from what i read of the formations mm. it looks like it's pretty much dead on because i think they're going to be called is it if if this Special rumor detachment. is true that's right yeah, it, yeah it's which where you can basically use command points to buy them before the game and then mm. they envelop you know a detachment in with a particular rule or buff of some sort like it was yeah. like indominus crusade primaris yeah, yeah. or something like that and, uh, it, and basically of the indominus crusade yeah that's it. And it so it basically it would like turn all normal primaris into veteran primaris for example which is pretty cool and, and they <laughs> yeah. and what, what, what i think if if this all this is true i think what's really cool is the fact that they've taken mm. the approach of which is obviously not like aos where with obviously battalions you have to have specific units to make a battalion mm. whereas mm. these it's not about that you know it's not like because yeah. oh, i think in previous you know previous formations in 40k you had to have specific units to get the buff for example yeah and yeah so i think yeah. that's good because it gives yeah. people a bit of I flexibility could it, i could see it being linked to like a generic keyword within a faction like you said it must contain all primaris units but it doesn't yeah. say which units they are things like that no exactly mm. and also it means that potentially obviously if you had some you know normal uh, non-primaris marines it just means they mm. probably wouldn't get the buff in yeah. you know if they're in the yeah. same detachment which would be fair you know so if, mm. Mm. yeah i think again another option so i, I can't mm. wait to see what comes of that yeah uh That's right cool stuff <laughs> <laughs> exactly and talking <laughs> of cool stuff let's bring the noise um <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> you this do not was know. The- how much dubstep <laughs> I subjected Aaron to when this came out. Because <laughs> it, it was like 11pm, I'm sitting in bed, I'm just like queuing up metal music and dubstep music on YouTube and just playing it as loud as I could on my phone, <laughs> yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I'll oh tell you what, God. when I saw, when we saw, I think when we were, 
messaging each other. It was like, yeah. oh my God, oh my God, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Look at him. Oh, uh, for those, God. For those not in the know, they're redoing Jazz Goodwin's classic metal noise marine as a beautiful plastic standalone celebratory figure for this Christmas, and it is the most beautiful thing my eyes have ever seen. <laughs> Matt, I've, I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen your child, and I'm sorry to say... She's not quite there compared to this. <laughs> no, I don't take offense to that. Don't worry. It's, no. <laughs> it's, it, honestly, this noise marine looks absolutely fantastic. It's one of those ah. where when, when you, you know, you know that they're redoing something or you yeah. find out they're redoing something and, you know, sometimes you think, oh, they've, they've balls that up a bit. It's not, you know, mm. they haven't quite got it. This adds layers to that original model. Oh, by uh, Jess Goodwin, and it's I, 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 you know, when you look at it, you're thinking, I don't know what I love most about it. The guitar, yeah. obviously, with the the combi bolter, mm. is fantastic. Yeah. I think, do you know what? I think it's his pose. I think the pose yes. makes this the model. Pose. Yeah, it's the pose is just... so good. He looks like he's playing. He's in the middle of playing a piece. Exactly. Oh. Or and if he was firing, you wouldn't mm. find that a problem either. It's that sort of great combination. Yeah. And I love the fact he's got his boots are brilliant. With the, oh with the like leopard he's got print. Clo- cloven hoof platform heeled power boots with leopard print <laughs> greaves. I, this sounds like a fashion ad. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, but like, it, yeah, with the guitar, when I looked at it, you know what I imagined? He's playing the guitar and he's also playing the drum by firing the bolter for the beat. Yeah, 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 a bass line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, it is so utterly beautiful. fantastic. And, yeah. and we know, and we know it's going to come out on the 22nd of December as well. Mm-hmm. They've actually announced mm-hmm. that, and obviously this will be, oh man, it, 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 mm. the thing is, it gets, it gets me excited for Emperor's Children because, oh yeah, you know, they're my favorite, they're my favorite Legion. And I just, you know, knowing that we, we're getting all these, you know, we're starting to see new Chaos Marine mm. miniatures now. We need new noise marines as oh, part yeah. of this. Obviously, they're not oh, yeah. going to realistically look like this guy. This is just obviously just a, no. a special. But again, it's it, to me, it's obviously the same mm. thing that we've said before, where they're testing the water, or it feels like oh, they're yeah. testing the water. Um, <laughs> they're so, testing the water, and the entire internet exploded. Oh yeah, <laughs> for like, and for I like t- a solid three hours, our Twitter was nothing but people shouting about this. Yeah, like oh my god! It's, it's, <laughs> honestly, this uh, you know it, it's hilarious. That think of what we've just covered in the last sort of uh, you know fifteen minutes or so. All these things, like yeah, we got a, a Primaris version of Marnius Calgar. We got this the Vigilus book coming out. We've got this, mm. we got that, and it's like no, mm. there's a new Noise Marine. It's like, it just completely <laughs> oh. overshadows everything else. And I think what I love about the the you know the official photo and obviously uh, front of it is they mm. put him on a green flock base as well. Yeah, they did that Goblin just, Green with flock. Oh, it brings back so many <laughs> memories. That was that yeah. is how I used to base things when I was a kid. Mm. It was and the only it was only Yeah, it was you can do it any other way. That was the that was mm. the done thing. And I just think it's fantastic that they've done a nod to that as well. It's mm. it's truly brilliant. And also their music video for it was fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, and they like you said before, they know how to advertise these things. And oh, yeah. the only thing I would say is I felt that the Marnius Calgar reveal you know, little video they did was a bit, 
a bit cheesy and a bit, you know. It was pretty <laughs> cheesy, but he's a well-beloved character. That's true. Uh, that and he's got true. a long history and a lot of people have connections. I think that was a nice way of showing it, but yeah, I was watching it. I was like, okay, yeah, go on. I think I know who you're talking about, but please <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Whereas this video, I'm like, yes, yes, the the, the community team doing a, doing a metal music video to announce the new Noise Marine, <laughs> yeah, who exactly. is slowly lowered onto the stage from the ceiling. I was just like, ah. <laughs> Oh, oh man! But right, yeah. So again, this is this is why we're stressing about the fact of all this stuff we want to buy out of this news segment. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's Look, so I much want great 15 stuff. Fifteen of these. I want fifteen yeah. of these because <laughs> I know I'm going to mess up the first fourteen somehow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the last one has to be perfect. <laughs> exactly. Snatcher <laughs> wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> <laughs> so right, what's next? Uh, a sinister uprising. We obviously oh, we Lord. know that we know that. They're obviously... Are they the last faction, really, that hasn't um, got a codex now? Apart, apart, from, apart from Sisters. And, yeah. and like, the Inquisition side of yeah, things, which are yeah. a bit, you know, it may not get that, anything. That may not be coming. They're probably more kill teamy, I would say, yes. than 40k-y, which, fair, I'd, from a design point of view. Yeah. Give me demon hunters. Give yeah. me... <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's yeah. the thing. That Yeah, we, you know, now we've got the Gene Stealer cults being mm. announced which again not surprises anyone because we like i said we knew that they were on the cards but yeah they've nice yeah. they've decided to give them a mad max feel from what we've seen so far they've gone and they've <laughs> stolen everything in the imperial guards garage you know why imperial guard didn't get rough riders in their codex because the, the gene stealers took all the bikes <laughs> yeah, they the <laughs> <laughs> there's some awesome looking miniatures oh, here as well I, I love i love that they look really functional but there's little mm. bits in them that are very 40k like yes. that just looks like it just looks like a four it just looks like a quad bike. But there's something about it's like a s- aesthetic sensibility. Something yeah. about the way the lines merge like that's a forty K dirt bike. Yeah. You know it is. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree actually. That's a good that's a fair point. And and also it, it, I think what's good as well is it's the fact that it's given them more options, the fact that it's not just all about well, <clears throat> you know, obviously the the, the the ones we've already seen before, and obviously where they're yeah. you know, stealing Lehman Russes and things like that. It's just nice that there's a they've got new fast attack options that they wouldn't have yeah. had necessarily before. Yeah. And it's almost like they've got they're a faction within a faction because I imagine mm. if we're going to see a lot of these again, similar to what we saw with the Orcs with all the Speed Freaks, where you think you know what I'm going to have a, a a force that's purely vehicles, give or take. Yeah. It's yeah. almost you know there could be a situation with the Gene Stealer cults where you just have this. You don't you don't really even have any proper you know gene stealers or anything like that and it's just <laughs> just barely bike, yeah. bikes and buggies they're really really cool so I, yeah. i'd imagine that's what i imagine we'd see this probably maybe january i think yeah i, w- I would imagine this might be the or january, maybe february, february March, release because you know? i yeah. feel like january might be the the wrath and rapture slanesh corn and i'm really hoping they just drop emperor's children or something on us then but boom yes please <laughs> <clears throat> yeah um, also, I mean, the sneak, the sneak news in the Gene Steeler Colts announcement is, uh, Warhammer World is relocating halfway across the galaxy to Vigilance. Yes. Uh- <laughs> so much for our meetup next year that we're trying to organize. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a bit uh, of an expensive journey. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 speaking about good models, this guy with his little hover table with a desecrated Achille and a little holographic map of Warhammer World. What a great model. It is. Guess- it's really, really good, and it, and, yeah. and a great because it was part of the rumor engine, wasn't it? Mm, I love the fact yeah. that because obviously people spotted, went, wait a minute, that looks familiar, and obviously <laughs> get got on Google Maps and realised it yeah. was the 
the map yeah. of Warhammer World. I think I think it's a fantastic nod, and yeah, yeah I just, it's just a very and a, a very cool model. And it'd be interesting to see what else mm. they do because I bet this isn't it, just it for oh, the no, this Gene Steel Colts. They've got they've got it. more up their sleeve. So mm. no, happy days. Um, beautiful. Yes. Talking of beautiful and what you just mentioned a second ago, wrath and rapture. Um, oh my god! Again, I feel yes. like I'm saying this a lot this episode. <laughs> hey, it's it's one of those shows where we're using as many adjectives as we can. Yeah, yeah. In this, so yeah, they've shown a bit more off of wrath and rapture. Obviously, we're aware of it anyway. Um, they've shown that very cool uh, demonette playing the harp, which was obviously oh, a part part of the, the rumor engine. People. The harp is people. <laughs> how does how does she move? Is she a stationary unit? Is this a well, HQ yeah. that you put on the battlefield doesn't move, or is that guy crawling really really fast? The, and is that's that guy the crawling twenty inches a turn. That feel, that, I was going to comment about the guy. So anyone that hasn't hmm. seen the harp is basically the harp strings are basically built into the back of a a poor victim, mm, yeah, <laughs> whatever you want to call him. It's he I mean, to be have, honest, he might have been a volunteer. It's Solanesh. Uh, oh yeah, was quite possibly. Yeah, he's you know he's quite into that sort of thing. It looks straight out. Well, exactly. It looks straight out of like Silent Hill or something like oh, that, yeah. doesn't it? It's, yeah. it's very. And you know, just let's be honest. We were, as we've said a few times before, we were very much like, oh, what are they going to do with Sinesh? Are they going to tone mm. it down? You know, be all very. Uh, safe with it no (laughs) no (laughs) definitely not (laughs) that's gone out the window here's a harp that is played by when you pluck the strings nothing comes out but then the slave screams in a different note depending which string you plucked amazing yeah wonderful it is it's attached to their (laughs) tendons (laughs) it's like yeah yeah Mm. (laughs) or something similar to that it's yeah it's vile in a quite oh yeah and actually i must admit i'm i'm when you look at the a lot of the demonettes and a lot of the snashy demons it, they're, mm. they're quite repulsive in a yeah. in a in a way uh, obviously that's a bit weird because obviously that would be something you'd mm. associate with nurgle demons but they're just just you know just funny and disgusting where yeah. these are like ooh, yeah. they're just quite unnerving Grim. yeah yeah what was it i think it was it might have been two plus tough was talking about some of the announcements it said good slanesh is meant to be unnerving because it's the thing that looks attractive when you're high off your mind off a 36 year bender <laughs> <laughs> yeah true yeah mid mid slanesh worship that looks alien and enticing to us the normal people that should look freaky exactly um we also got some new angles on the fiends in the box and the fiends in the box are incredible again mm-hmm. just that really weird alien i love the legs so much where it looks like they're normal bipeds and then someone's just slapped a bit of back and some backwards facing legs and a tail on onto them <laughs> yeah like I can't, I can't imagine how those legs move, and it makes me want to see like an animation so that I can understand how it runs. So fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, and we saw um, mm. was it Karanak as well, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Corn's favorite Who, doggo. He's exactly. Good boy. With his, yeah, yeah, good, good boys. All three heads of him. It's yeah, yeah amazing hey, looking miniature um, as well. Here's here's your Karanak trivia. Do you know why he has three heads? No, tell me. One head sees you through space, the other head sees you through time, and the last head sees you in your dreams, so you know he's coming. Oh wow. Okay. That, yeah. That feels like a like a kid time horror story there. Yeah. 
Oh, there's this really <laughs> evil dog with three heads. If it gets its sights on you, it can't unsee you, and you'll see it every night when you go to sleep. <laughs> uh, I don't want to look uh, in the mirror now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. So many, so many good right, things. Right, talk, talking of amazing. Uh, mm. New Titan. Let's have a new Titan. Why not? Um, just <laughs> what the world needs. <laughs> look, there's, there's one thing you can say about the, the Warlord Titan. Its arms were too big. And its back cannons were too small. <laughs> yeah. So let's reverse it. Let's, yeah. Oh, Giant man. cannon on the back, tiny arms. No, I, I like what? this, it's... but it is a bit odd proportionally. <laughs> well, do you know what? I, I I thought that initially, but have you seen mm. more photos of it compared to the one I, on the... On... I've not seen any of the um other photos, no. So then, please yeah, like me. I... Yeah, the only reason I'll say that is I thought that because when I looked at him, I thought, his arms are tiny. And <laughs> but if you look at some of the photos that are around the internet that obviously people have taken on the day, mm. um, I'll try and while we're still talking, I'll try and put it in the the Discord yeah. if I can. Yeah, it, it, they they it's it's purely the angle. The angle <laughs> is actually okay. really spoils it, just it in that a sense. Bad angle. Yeah, it's actually okay. not as bad as you would think. Actually. Mm. Um, actually, I've just found a photo, so I'm just Let's just going to quickly send a message to you so you can see this. And this is definitely not filler. Um, oh, no, no, we're not, we're not pressing for time. <laughs> never would do God, anything we definitely, like that. We should never do that. That's bad. <laughs> oh, we just, oh, we just did. Oh, we yeah, just I just did. sent it to you. Oh, so, yeah, oh, yeah. So, okay, that makes, that makes a lot more sense all of a sudden. I mean, the canon is still... Bloody massive on the top, oh, yeah. so that that. But if you actually look at him, <laughs> like arms proportionally, God. the arms aren't as bad as they look in the official See, the photo. Thing, the thing is, sure, the angle makes the arms look big, but also scales the cannon down a bit from that side <laughs> angle. That cannon is as long as the Titan is tall. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's like, Why is he not like, falling over every time it fires? <laughs> that's the thing. It's funny now looking at this sort of new photo. Like I said, this is an actual. You know, someone obviously mm. taken on their phone whilst at the event and like i said yeah. now seeing it you think okay great the arms are like you said are more in proportion now but like mm. i said all it's done is make the arms look bigger but then made the already massive <laughs> cannon look even bigger it's just... like his feet are, his feet are so tiny compared to the weight he has to hold on his shoulders why isn't this why isn't this called the atlas titan why is this the warbringer <laughs> it's, it's it's called the warbringer burden titan yeah he's, yeah, he's got a lot on his he's, he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders so uh, yeah so no this is the warbringer nemesis titan that they've mm. uh, announced mm. which i think is actually now already up for pre-order on forge yeah. world and it's yeah. it's in between a reaver and a warlord i believe it's sort of smaller than yeah. a warlord but bigger than a reaver it's that mm. sort of middle ground just because why not yeah and yeah and he you know they look very 40k you know they can definitely oh, yeah. they just look amazing awesome. um yeah, yeah i love that um it's got because it's in that mid ground but it's not as heavily armored it has like an observation deck on the top mm-hmm. it's like little people manning telescopes and things up there if you look at the uh the warhammer community site photos they've got like a servitor slave to a slave to a telescope to aim the big cannon on top <laughs> yeah and he, <laughs> then when you look at the big photo he gets completely lost <laughs> like, oh, where, yeah. where is he in i there? have no <laughs> idea where that is on the model from the other shots i've seen but i know he's up there somewhere i think he's oh i can see him it's like it's like where's wally um or waldo or whatever oh, it is in the world he's, zoom enhance he's, oh, he he's on the right God, shoulder so, isn't he he's so small <laughs> <laughs> it's like play the game where's the servitor <laughs> where's the servitor 
do, 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 there do, he is. Do, do. Find him. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, man. Yes. So, yes, another Titan is in the mix. Mm. Um, and probably the last main bit from Vigilus Open Day is obviously something we know that's definitely coming, as we've mentioned mm-hmm. it a few times already, mm-hmm. and that's Chapter Approved 2018. Um, yeah. Again, they've not revealed a date yet. Obviously, based on that rumor that we discussed last episode, that was the 15th of December, mm. which I could see. Yeah. Happening because I suppose it's a it's a funny one actually. When I was talking to some of the guys on Discord last night, I think it was Peter that mentioned mm. that you think that they want to get it out a bit before Christmas because obviously this yeah. could literally dictate people's purchases mm. <laughs> or wants yeah, for Christmas. Thing. You know, yeah. you don't I want mean, to make if, it if too late. It, if they get it out the fifteenth, it'll be a week and a half before Christmas. Yeah, and I I feel this lines up because we've got uh, just as a casual mention, we've got all the battle forces on pre order this weekend, which is the first. So yep. they'll be coming out on the 7th. On the 7th, you have the chapter approved pre-order, which Hopefully. comes out on the 15th. On the 15th, you have the noise marine pre-order, which is the most mm. important one of the entire Obviously. month. <laughs> and that comes out on the 22nd, and then it's 23rd, 24th, 25th. It's Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And then yeah. obviously things like Vigilist and uh, Marnius Calgar, I imagine they'll probably be with the chapter yeah. approved one, I would imagine. I mean, hey, that would be or may- pretty... That'd be a pretty stacked 15th. I'm into that. <laughs> I'm saving my money. It's already <laughs> for mm. all this. Mm. So, uh, yeah. So with chapter approved, obviously we know what some of the bits that they, that's going to be in it. We know that obviously there's going to be the sisters of battle beta codex yep. in there and they've shown off another, uh, Strategy. part of that. Yeah. Which is called which is Holy awesome. Trinity. Yeah. yeah. So use a stratagem before shooting with an Adeptus uh, uh unit in the shooting phase. If that unit targets all of its attacks at the same target, and that target is within range of at least one model in the unit firing a bolt weapon, one other model firing a flamer weapon, and one other model firing a melter weapon, <laughs> and one to all wound rolls made for the firing unit until the end of the phase. For the purposes of this stratagem, a bolt weapon is any weapon profile whose name includes the word bolt, i.e. bolt gun. Uh, a flamer weapon is any one that includes the word flamer, and melter is any, is, includes inferno pistols and anything that's got the word melter. That is yeah, very yeah. specific. <laughs> very cool well, at the same time. Like I, I really like this stratagem because, A, it's a good stratagem. Plus one to wound is great. <laughs> yes, I like it because obviously. it's very flavorful. Because yes. burner, bolt, flame, and melter. You know, you yep. cleanse the unclean, etc., Chaos Space Marines of all stripes get this for one check, one command point. It doesn't matter what you're shooting at or what you're shooting with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Veterans true. of the Long War plus one to wound doesn't matter what you're doing really. No. You don't need to. You don't need to be within <laughs> this. Like, I mean, if it's an Inferno pistol, everyone needs to be within six inches, basically, or at least one person needs to be in six inches because you've got to be in range for that. <laughs> it's it's a very finicky stratagem, and I hope it's like this for flavor reasons yeah i um, think and it that, is and that the other ones are much simpler <laughs> yeah yeah i well the other ones we've seen were quite like that i think they, they like mm. doing this it's like the i can't remember the name of it it's the the one i think it's in the dark angels codex one where they have they have a fight with a space wolf you know before yeah. the battle god i love and that one is that the wolf yeah. and the lion or whatever it's called so mm. it's, it's similar mm. to that where it's actually got quite a cool outcome as well if it goes well and, it is, and this is the same it's just quite yeah, for quite a flavoursome yeah, yeah. uh, stratagem. So, no, really cool. It's only one command point, And, yeah, mm. awesome. awesome. So, get a nice little teaser. I'm sure we'll see more in the future. <laughs> um, and also, they've shown that there's going to be a new system to create your own character in there. Oh. So, you can build your own 
Yes. <laughs> Build your own legendary hero. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, what's you, that? You, I've got a Chaos Lord with great versatility. <laughs> Needs yeah, a little bit uh, of a bump. <laughs> exactly. Chaos, Chaos Lord Cameron is in the works. <laughs> <laughs> God. That is, that is the height of... The height of personal pride to think I would ever be accepted into the Death Guard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. No, sorry, I just I wanna... got this image. That, like, we got a new Chaos Lord. Uh, oh, is it? Is it that uh, world claimer guy? Oh no, no, he's called Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, it'd be really cool if you could give up so we didn't have to break down your walls and kill all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I've got a lesson to teach in 25 minutes. Can we get this over? <laughs> yeah. Can we wrap this up? I've got some Blackstone Fortress to play. Um, yeah, yeah. Me and my buddies are getting together for Battlefield Reenactment Day, where we just roll dice and move little grey people around the field for an hour. <laughs> There's going to be Sineshi snacks. <laughs> and food awesome. as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good point. Good point. God, that's awful. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so yeah, so the, you can do that for heroes, and you can do that for units as well. Yeah, as, uh, narrative for narrative. Play. Yeah, battle honors, a new system mm. to level up again, similar to what we see, what's in Kill Team. Yeah, and things like that. So, which I really like because that feels like it would go well with the Vigilist book. Like, if you play a campaign with the Vigilist campaign book. What like can you use this in that? Because that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, that'd be mm. really cool. Yeah, I, it'll be all interconnectable. It's, it's oh, yeah. gonna be. It's gonna. This they're, they're not silly. They're gonna add it all together. Um, and the the other little last bit they saw with the chapter approved is the they've said they've made put a point that it's good news for the Grey Knights. They're definitely <laughs> getting a buff or getting points reductions and things. They're, getting, like, they're yeah. getting points reductions, which is good for them. But at the same time, it's really weird for me that a Grey Knights army could be like sixty guys in power armor, two thousand yeah. points or something. At this point, it, it is. It, isn't it, it feels it? less elite. They need something else. I mean, point reduction yeah. is a good start, but a stat change would be better. I yes. Think. I agree, yeah. and may- maybe it will be. We'll we'll, we'll find out in this month, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, which is really exciting. <laughs> so yeah, so that's uh, chapter approved. Uh, so yeah, so that was the Vigilus Open Day. Um, like I said, we'll just wrap up the l- other little bits of news. So which is mainly mm. pre-orders as of today's yep. recording, which like yep. is the first of December. Uh, as Cameron said earlier, the Battle Forces are up for pre-order today. Uh, mm-hmm. There's ten of them, which I think there's six 40k and four AOS ones. Yeah. Uh, so you know we we've seen them a bit before. So you've got the Seraphon one, which is Starclaw uh, Strike Host. You've got Slaves of Darkness, which is Godsworn uh, Warband. You've got the Daughters of Cain, which is Devoted of Marathi. You've mm-hmm. got the mm-hmm. uh, Ideneth Deepkin, which is the Deep Surge Raiding Party. You've got uh, Space Marine, which is the Primaris uh, Interdiction Force. You've mm-hmm. got the Imperial Fist one, which is the Supremacy Force. You've got... Uh, Ap- it also comes with a Power Fist. It comes with a Power mm. Fist! I can't believe how many people got excited about, about Primaris Power Fist. Well, it, I, I think... I think it's options because like they have so few options otherwise well no Anything no i oh no good. don't get me wrong i understand i understand the excitement it's just funny that oh that yeah with all the stuff no, we've got that. we're getting we're getting excited about a power <laughs> fist um <laughs> but i can see why because like you said the the lack of options mm. so that's really cool um you've got the um admec one which is fist of the omnissiah you've got the death guard mm-hmm. one which is infection cluster You've got the Craftworld ones, which is the uh, Shirani uh, Blade Host, and the Necrons one, which is Dominion Spearhead. 
So, um, yeah, I'm, I, I actually, when I popped into not my local games workshop, but just a place I was mm. visiting the other day, uh, the guy was there totting up the savings. And, I mean, looking... Yeah. So over here, um, there are, at Games Workshop price, they're £100. And I think mm. he worked out the lowest, as in the lowest of the values, if you put it all together, mm. was about £160. So they range from about 160 good. to nearer 200 So you're almost yeah. getting it half price, potentially, depending on which one you yeah. get. Um, are you interested in any of these? I'm pretty interested in the Death Guard one. We'll see. We'll see how that pans out. <laughs> I may have to restrain myself. I've already got a lot on my plate. I don't want to over-hobby for the holidays. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, if, if it happens, it happens. And if it happens, it's not the end of the world. Unless no. Capricru <laughs> suddenly rocks, rocks Death Guard points up by like 50 points a model. <laughs> yeah. like, well, what do I do with all this? What yeah, am I going to do true. with this? <laughs> Carry on playing. Um, mm. No, I, it's, I mean, I must admit, I, considering what I was saying earlier in the hobby section about my Ultramarines, I... Mm. I was looking at the the two uh, Space Marine ones, which I know obviously one of them is Imperial Fist. Um, yeah, it's 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 one of those where I was tempted to get them, but unfortunately neither is the combination I want. It's like yeah. I need half of one and half of the other. Like for example, I looked at the the uh, the normal Space Marine one, the Primaris one, and mm. uh, Interdiction Force, and it's great because it's like oh great it comes with a repulsor which i wouldn't mind i would like to have a repulsor but yeah, then yeah. i don't want the reavers they're not they're not something no. i need i don't yeah. need that i don't need the inceptors whereas i'd rather have in the imperial fist one i'd love to have the the aggressors and things mm. like that but then i don't want the redempted you know the um redemptor dreadnought is mm. um you know it's like i said so i think yeah I th- i'll probably bypass them unfortunately because i don't i just don't yeah, i was thinking it fair. i think i could I could, you know, again, I mean, again, if, if I give in, <laughs> uh, I will mm. probably buy the interdiction force, you know, be, and mm. then like the Reavers, I could always use them in the future or maybe swap them, yeah. you know, isn't, yeah. you know, but it's, it's, said it's good value. And obviously if you go to an indie store, you may obviously save even more on that as, yeah. as well. You can get um, your hands on one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's saying get, get on it now. Uh, <laughs> right. What else we got? So yeah, there's also the on the Forge World side of things. You've got some of the new Horus Heresy stuff that's gone up for pre-order, which we saw quite a while ago. Which is mm. the Blood Angels Praetors, which look amazing. Yep. Um, oh man, great for people that are got, that that's obviously collect Blood Angels, even in obviously 40k. Oh yeah, then he's sl- amazing of sl- in 40k. Well, the only slight <laughs> snag is that they're very Blood Angels. So, mm. I, to be fair, you're going to struggle if you want to use one of them for another chapter because you're going to mm. do a lot. Have to do a lot of converting. So, yeah, I mean, not impossible, but I, yeah, I think <laughs> it's not really going to work. But they look amazing. Um, you've got the also the Blood Angels uh, Contempt of Dreadnought as well, which again mm-hmm. looks looks lovely. Um, and also they sh- um, also. Up for pre-order is a couple of those two new units that they shown a little while ago, which is the Vigilator and mm-hmm. the Prevarian. Um, yep, the yep. Vigilator is like a like a, a sort of a, a sniper unit of sorts, but I think they're armed with like a Stalker Bolter. And mm. the Prevarian is sort of well similar. To, it's not quite a Tech Marine. I think they're basically they're in no. charge of some of the robots and um, yeah. Mechanica side of things. So, but again, two very cool. But I'm sure you you could use them in 40k again the prevarian oh, yeah, yeah. definitely Easily. could be turned into a tech marine um and vigilator could end up being something of some sort so very mm. cool models they're set up now 
Um, and then lastly, there's the Necromunda stuff is also up for pre-order, which is the Necromunda yep. rulebook. So it's basically the most up-to-date rulebook, and it will include all like, the FAQs and erratas and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gangs of the Underhive, which is basically a combination of all the um, gang books. Um, I forgot what they call them now. Um, <laughs> my mind's gone. Mm, but yeah. yeah, but basically the ones, that, uh, the Gang War, that's it, isn't it? Uh, yeah. books. So they've yeah. combined all those. And House to Lack is also up for pre-order as well. Those very mm. cool ones that we saw at um, Blood and Glory. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> wow. So many things. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But uh, I think, like I said, it's they're definitely ending this year on a high with all these oh, things yeah. coming up. And luckily, Christmas is coming up. So, like mm. I said, you know, if you if you need to change your wish list for your for your other haves and family and parents or whoever's buying you stuff, <laughs> this is the time to get on it now. <laughs> Why you still got chance? Exactly. <laughs> Right, okay, we're going to take a break now, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about Soul Wars again. Back soon. And welcome back. It's time for our main law topic, and as we said earlier, we're going to talk about Soul Wars, but not the game, not anything like that. We're talking about the novel at last, the novel by Mr. Reynolds. So um, this is something that... My fellow co-host Cameron endorsed a while ago. He's like, <laughs> "You've got to read this one." Oh, yeah. I read it, I bloody loved it, and then thought, "Let's <laughs> let's talk about it on the show." So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so obviously, this is one of the novels that accompanied the release of Soul Wars, like they've done previously with other mm. releases, like they did with Dark Imperium, for example. And I said. Quick spoiler, it's very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll just quickly read the uh, the bit on the back of the book just yeah, to put it. a bit of context. It is said that all who live belong ultimately to the Undying King. In the shadowy lands of Shaish, Nagash, God of Death, calls forth his soulless legions to dissert his dominion. His dread advance begins with the free city of Glimsforge, bastion of, Z- of Zir in the realm of death. Standing between Nagash and his prize are the brooding anvils of the Heldenhammer, an ancient host of Stormcast Eternals, and Lord Castant Faris Thom, guardian of the Ten Thousand Tombs. As battles between the living and the dead rage throughout the mortal realms, the war of heaven and death begins anew. But even Sigmar's chosen may not be enough to cease the onslaught, for how does one destroy what is already dead? So yeah, so that's the... uh, <laughs> that's what the book's about. Yeah. And yeah. that's the end of this segment. <laughs> uh, so, oh. so yeah, so that's the what the the general gist of it is. Um mm. and as always when we cover these novels, um two things. One, mm. spoiler war- warning. Obviously we're not going to go through the book obviously bit by bit, but we no. will reveal bits that obviously will spoil the book. So Obviously, if you don't care, then carry on listening. If not, go listen or listen or read the book first, and then come back and listen yeah. to what we have to say. It's worth and, it. And trust sec- us. Definitely, <laughs> definitely agree with that. It gets the seal of approval. Um, and secondly, as always, I'll ask Cameron, what do you overall think of the book? Oh boy! Uh, first off, this is a monster of a book. I pulled out my copy <laughs> this morning to have a quick leaf through, and I forgot this. It's nice, six hundred pages hardback. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a big, big boy. boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, God, what a good book! I I believe earlier in the episode, I may have may have shown some bias towards Josh Reynolds' writing. I'm here to let you know. <laughs> 
I'm 100% correct in that bias. My opinion is correct. He is amazing. <laughs> he is an amazing writer. <laughs> like he's, he's doing, he's doing great with Fabius Bile in 40k and he is the premier, in my opinion, Stormcast writer for yep. Age of Sigma. Like no one does Definitely. Stormcast as good as him. And mm-hmm. these are, these are some good Stormcast. Um, no, overall book is fantastic. I love that we get a deeper look into how Stormcast work, how they function, where the sacrosanct chambers fit in. I love 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 the deep look into nagash there is so <laughs> there's so much good nagash stuff and overall it's a really great story like it's not overly complex but yeah. it's got yeah. it's got it's got a fair few little subplots running back and forth some like politics stuff uh archon for me secretly steals the show about two-thirds of the way through the book because uh, <laughs> archon the black is archon the black um no it is. It is fantastic. Read. Go read it if you haven't already. Why are you still listening to me? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I stopped listening a while ago. I'm just leafing through Fair. the book. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's. Yeah. I, again, I wouldn't disagree with that. It, it is a really good novel. It's. It, what I think is fantastic about it is mm. the fact it doesn't fall. Oh, well, to me anyway, it doesn't necessarily fall into that mm. trap of being a book just to accompany a release. I, mm. oh yeah, we're releasing Souls, or oh, we better do a novel and yeah. let's just shove it out just so people can buy it alongside with it. It's not just that. It is much more than that. Mm. Yeah, like you said, the story is quite, you know, quite simple. It's, mm. as you can imagine, uh, though we've hinted before with Glimpse Forge, it's, you know, it's a city under threat from, you know, the realm of death and obviously... Mm. They're the target of a force of of death, and obviously the Stormcast are there to help defend it. You know, it's, that's yeah, you yeah. know that's the, the 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 overlying arc of it all. But there's, mm. I think, what is fantastic about this book is the fact that the level of detail it goes into, yes. like you said, mm. with Nagash, with Ark in the Black, and particularly the Stormcast, and obviously the Sacrosanct Chamber in particular, because obviously they're, they're obviously the the forefront of the new soul wars era that we're now in with age of sigma the fact that you've got some very deep characters in this i think probably mm. deeper than i've seen in, in a lot of the other books um like for example I, I i i've not obviously read every single stormcast book like for example i no. haven't checked out um play garden yet i will do i promise should, i will read play garden. That. That's good i know that's it's again good. also by josh reynolds <laughs> as well so i can't comment about that i can comment more about the like the realm gate war books yeah. yeah yeah um which as i've said probably multiple times on this show is a bit of a mixed bag i mean it's different mm. authors different stories but they're they are a bit of a mixed bag uh especially when it comes to the stormcast some because i think they 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 have a habit of going into that situation of oh i'm a i'm a big guy in armor i will i will smite <laughs> you foe you know and it's yeah, just like yeah. you know you know whereas in this sort of level you know this sort of book particularly that they 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 have elements of self doubt they have elements mm. of revenge of of uh, bickering and, and politics amongst each other um and i think <clears throat> excuse me particularly and I think I said this when I started listening to it because again I, I own it physically, but I've also got the audio book of it. That's how mm. much I like it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it. The the audio book was done, or the the voice actor I should remember. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've forgotten his name now. It's, it's uh, Andrew. Is it Winton or something like that? Uh, sorry, like that. I apologies. I should I should know this. Um, but anyway, he, he's not. A, for, but like I said before, he's not a 
voice actor I'm very familiar with. He's the first, well, it's probably the first book I've ever heard him do because usually with the other books, you got like John Banks and Toby Longworth yeah. doing, you know, they're a lot of the regulars. And he, this guy I've never heard of before. I, I just remembered it's Andrew Wincott. That's his name. Wincott, yeah. yeah. Um, and basically he is perfect for this novel because he mm. gets, I like I said, he gets the voice and the gash fantastic. But when it comes to the Stormcast, he went, you know, in, in especially a lot of the fighting scenes later in the novel, he gets some spot on. It's not like, ha I'm going to smite you, foe. It's like, I'm going to rip you apart. Like, it's, you know, I know that's not actually mm. the words, but, you know, it's of yeah. that sort of level where they actually almost come across, he makes the Stormcast come across evil, <laughs> you know, almost <laughs> like they're, they're not just, you know, good guys and we're going to, mm. we're going to kill all the bad guys and then have a hearty handshake afterwards. It's, <laughs> no, I'm going to, we're going to destroy them and with mm. good reason to. So, yeah. no, I, I think, you know, the way the Stormcast are portrayed is, is is very prominent in this whole novel and so starting with that actually like i said one thing you see often and i'll be interested what you think about it is this whole thing about memories and getting attached to people because yeah there's quite a few times through the novel where some of the main characters uh the main probably the arguably the main stormcast is a guy called balthus um mm. aram um and one of the other main characters is a female Stormcast by the name of Callus. Yeah. Um, and basically, that's uh, not to be confused with Callus as in Callus and Tal. No, either. no. Um, like Calice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more Calice, but yeah, I think it, I, I, I'm only going on the audiobook. It was pronounced yeah. Callus, but yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah, she's called yeah. Callus uh, Eltane. She's a, a Liberator Prime, and uh, Balthas is a Lord Arc- Arcanum. And basically, there's quite a few times throughout the novel, and I think this is hinted at when we spoke about Soul Wars in general many yeah. you know moons ago, and when we've looked at the um, battle tomes, is that the Stormcast? Obviously, we know they have you know they've had previous lives, they've been brought back, they don't they have they don't have memories or not really have memories of their former lives. They may have an inkling, and the, I think the way that Josh Reynolds has got this perfect throughout this novel is the fact that you get these it's, it's these little triggers like there's this bit mm. where where i think is it when he's eating an apple and it's like mm. and he's like oh did i you know did i like out you know it's almost like did i like yeah. apples in a previous yeah. life um i think that was faris thorm actually yeah, that, that, that was eating the, the apples uh, the lord castellan yeah that's it who we'll talk about in a bit and yeah he's you know he's got a thing for apples and you know there's another bit where callus has um elia who's one of the who's this little girl who's quite a prominent character throughout the novel as well, that, you know, comes up to her and like for a, you know, for a hug because of the situation mm. that happened at the time. And she's, and, you know, she gets memories like, was I a mum before? Is <laughs> Have I got children out there? Oh, you know, and, and that's quite, and that's quite mm. a haunting thing to think, isn't it? Just think that, yeah. At least when you you know when Stormcasts get compared to things like the Space Marines, obviously a forty k because that's mm. what happens. They do get compared to them. That at least Space Marines generally know what they've done before them. They know mm. where they've sort of come from. They oh yeah, I was born on this planet. Whereas the Stormcast have no real concept. They're sort of just mm. they've just been brought back into the field. They know that they've done <laughs> something good. I.e. against anti you know anti chaos and Sigma mm. really likes them. But like I said, they're like. Where did I live? You know, and yeah, I think even yeah. uh, I think Callis also the she also says about uh, she remembers like living in a village and 
like chasing animals yeah. and killing animals you know all these things yeah. uh, well, so what did you think of this sort of reminiscing that, that, that was happening a lot I, I think i think it was really good in callus's case in particular it was really chilling because the book makes it pretty obvious that she's actually elia's mother mm-hmm. um who yes faris who faris had to kill after she got bitten by a zombie <laughs> Uh, a couple yes. years back mm. um you know there's things like you know she has to walk elia home one night and elia's father freaks out when he sees her which understandably seeing your dead wife come back seven feet tall in gleaming armor <laughs> one night <laughs> would be a bit would be a bit much it, for any man <laughs> exactly I, I and that's the thing isn't it that that mm. it's not outrightly said that yes mm. she is ellie's mother it's just the fact that like i said clearly there's mm. you know there's a connection and like i said like her dad freaking out it's yeah. just handled really well but um yeah sorry carry on what you're saying yeah um overall really like it, it like you, like you said it makes it a bit more oh, i want to say bittersweet and confusing because like a, a big part of this book like a big a big main philosophical thrust in this book is how are sigma and nagash any different yes yeah and yeah. you look at and and you know from the realm gate wars perspective you could look at the stormcast and go well look at them they're they're great they're wonderful they love fighting for sigma they're doing this voluntarily obviously and then we we go into this one it's like they have no idea why they're doing this they woke up in armor one day having gone through the worst <laughs> experience of their existence and they <laughs> yeah. felt suddenly loyal and compelled to sigma because they had no other loyalties left they'd been stripped mm. away through a lack of memory. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it, it's sort of that, that neutral grey zone for morality that Sigma suddenly falls into in this book is really great. Like, yeah. the book the book setting up that he was always in that zone, but up until now we've always thought, no, he's the good god. Of course he is, he's Sigma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and that's the, and we, I think we touched upon it when we went through the Soul Wars core book, obviously on our Megasode, mm. and I think that it, and when we covered Stormcast and Nighthaunt, that, that basically that we know for a fact that obviously Stormcast are losing, are slightly losing their memories even more the more they're reforged. You've mm-hmm. now got, like I said, them self-doubting Sigma to a degree, you know, where they're thinking, hang on, I keep dying for this god. Is he actually the good guy? Or mm-hmm. is he? are we just, t- we know we're tools, but sometimes it's like anything, You knowing you're a tool is not necessarily a good thing. You know, even mm. if you accept it, just actually being told in a way, yes, you are a tool. Uh, every time you die, I'm just going to bring you back. Yeah, you'll lose a bit more of yourself. And mm. then it begs the question, like you said, where you've got this sort of grey area that are Sigma and Nagash any different, is at least in some way, Nagash, and it's actually said, I think, quite mm. specifically from with Arkan when he's talking to Faris, that, that basically what at least Nagash is n- not pulling the eyes over anyone he's you know you yeah. are what you are i'm not sort of i'm not you know brightening it up and sugarcoating no. it you know with you're Nagash, you know you, you know, are you know you're a monster with nagash yeah, yeah exactly <clears throat> you know there's no because often the nagash and slash arkan when they're talking to you know particularly to faris that is and obviously justifying what they're doing with him which we'll get on to shortly is mm. the fact that you know, they're saying to him, "Well, you know, you will, you know, we'll, you'll have a, a, I don't know, fair life. I was going to say fair life, but that's not fair really the, the right con. Fair existence. <laughs> you know, you'll get justice. You know, you, mm. you'll know your place. You know, you, you know, the, yeah. yes, you are. Because I think there's a point where Arkan says, "Yes, you are a slave, but at least you know you're a slave, and it could yeah. be worse. Yeah. 
It's like, it's a really weird mm. sort of this really weird sort of parallel going on. Whereas in some way, the Stormcast are the same in the sense they're slaves mm. of Sigmar. That's saying, oh, wow, that's sorry. That, I've just gone, that would be a really good rebel group to create oh, a Stormcast, wouldn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Call the them the slaves, slaves of, of Sigmar. Sigmar. Oh, man, sorry. <laughs> Mine just went off on a tangent there. Um, <laughs> but it, no, but it's true, though. It, it sort of suggests that they are slaves, but they don't know it. And it, and, yeah, and they say, what, yeah. what would you rather be? Would you rather be, you know, in air quotes, the good guys, so to speak, but you mm-hmm. and think you're doing good, but you're actually a slave and you don't really know it? Or would you rather be a, on the bad guys' side, in quotes, but you know be a slave but you know it and there's no mm. no no frills that come with it it's an interesting yeah. question oh yeah yeah definitely so oh. hmm. well shall, <laughs> shall we jump into what happens to faris yeah you <laughs> because, yeah go for it go for it yeah so um so faris is he's a he's a good lad he's there protecting glimsforge his particular job is he's the lord castellan of the anvils of the heldenhammer in glimsforge so his job is actually to set up this endless sort of trap citadel beneath the city to um stop wandering spirits and wandering undead uh in particular to protect something called the Ten Thousand tombs which is just it's basically nagash's cold storage (laughs) (laughs) or sigmars depending on which way you look at it depending on which way you look at it like they've both got their eyes on it but basically it's Mm -hmm. ten thousand tombs of dead warriors and their souls just waiting for uh waiting for either regeneration through sigmar or resurrection through nagash um and you know he he dies when the necroquake happens when we make the transition into Age of Sigma Second Edition. He mm-hmm. dies. He gets zapped back. Um, and they try and reforge him. And you know, uh, I think what was it? It was um, it was a very poignant line. It was something along the line of, along the line of uh, two deaths was already too much, implying you know he, <laughs> yes. he he died once when he became a Stormcast, and he died once just now and. He didn't want to lose anything more, and so, you know, he fights back against the reforging, which is apparently a common thing, but yes. just as he's fighting back, the shocks of the Necroquake reach uh, reach Azaheim and actually disrupt the whole process, and he breaks mm-hmm. out and becomes a big old lightning ghost, uh, yeah. which is <laughs> yeah. yep. pretty crazy, and, like, the idea that these occasionally just break out into the city um, <laughs> whenever a reforging <laughs> goes wrong is pretty rad. I'm into it. <laughs> Um, but he, he falls out of the realms and gets dragged sort of by gravity, basically back to the realm of death. And Nagash mm-hmm. is like, there's a lot of souls coming back and forth. That's good. That one looks really nice. I'm going to have a look at yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's, it's interesting because it's, it's like this unmaking, this unforging, mm. forging. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Nagash strips him apart bit by bit, like pulls this soul apart until he finds the little bit of Sigma that's still hammered on, basically, which is what makes a Stormcast a Stormcast. They've got a, a little bit of the divine inside them. Um, and it's, it's not just a sort of a physical dissemination of the soul. It's also an intellectual and philosophical one because all the time Nagash and Archon are sort of talking with Faris and reasoning him down from his position of Sigma is great. <laughs> yeah, and going through that whole conversation we just had, would you rather be a slave and not know, or understand your place in the universe and live a just mm-hmm. life? Because Nagash is a god of justice, which is how he sees himself, which is a great, <laughs> yeah, it's a great sort of megalomani- megalomaniacal thing. Nagash has so many great little character quirks in this. Um, <laughs> he really does, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and it's this really, it's this really intense, really interesting breakdown, like emotionally, intellectually, physically, spiritually, of this character mm-hmm. who. 
you know, it, it takes a little while to get to this point. We've built, we build a fairly decent relationship with him first before he's killed off. Um, yeah. Yeah. And exactly, then they yeah. Turn, yeah. And then they, then they go ahead and they turn him into a not quite Knight of Shrouds. Like, yeah, a more, he's, he's more substantive. Like, he's a ghost, he's like a, but he's bipedal with legs and everything. Yeah, he's he's like a he's. I think they class him as a dreadlord technically, yeah. but yeah, he he is. He's a bit of a bit of a oddity, isn't he? He's not really mm. quite fitting with any of the other units that you no. traditionally see. And yeah, he, he, his his descent, if you want to call it that, because it, it you know it gets you could compare it to in the way it's almost like the whole Anakin Skywalker thing in in mm. Star Wars. Mm. It's you know it's going from you know the Jedi to the Sith. It's that sort of you know descent down and. The fact that it's done in, but it's done in a very clever way because, like, like you said, it's the fact that you, we've got to know this character and you think, oh, he's a likable, you know, he's a likable Stormcast, mm. you know, mm. he he's well respected, he's got a good, you know, he's, I was going to say he's got a good job, <laughs> as in he's got yeah. a task, you know, guarding <laughs> the, the tombs. Yeah, cool. That was a hard day at work, love. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. yeah just hangs his ha- hangs his helmet on the uh, <laughs> on the peg as he gets home. When's dinner ready? Um, <laughs> I had to do but, 15 revolving wall traps today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it also, what it also shows that when mm. it comes to his his role as the, you know, this guy that's created all these traps and and mazes within these tombs, is the fact it shows that the Stormcast are also not just fighters. I know he, you know, they're not just there, just ready to go on the battlefield. They, they, they've got more to them, you know, whereas... You know, yeah. sometimes when you, again, I will make the Space Marine comparison where obviously they, most of the time they're just going out and fighting. That is what they yeah. do. And a lot of the technical stuff is, you know, that's where the Mechanicus comes in or things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a way, the Stormcaster obviously have got, a, have got a bit more skill to them than you first yeah. think. They're, they are capable of doing this. I know, like, for example, they get the Dwardin come in and help them physically build it and obviously use mm-hmm. their expertise in that sense. But he's the one that's designed it you know and it's the fact he's then obviously tasked with looking after it but it's an old it's a it's a like i said it is a sad case with him because obviously we get to know him you think oh great and then obviously the next quake happens he gets killed off which you don't really see much does it actually you don't really see the how he dies no no he just he just just gets killed by a ghost somewhere i'm pretty sure (laughs) yeah which i don't know do you think that was deliberate or just because i i think I think it makes a sense. Uh, again, it plays into this thing of his death didn't really matter. It was just a, something that was going to happen eventually. He's a Stormcast. No one no one was paying attention. Stormcasts die all the time, right? Yes. Then they come yeah. back. And this is this this is that perversion of this, like, to the story, it's not important how he died. All that matters is that he died. And then he came yes. back. But the the twist is he came back very different, obviously. Yes, exactly. Mm. And and that where and that what I loved is the fact that you we get to see a more of an insight into the whole reforging process. I know we, I know mm. we've hinted, they've hinted about it in, like I said, in some of the other previous books, like the the Stormcast Battle Tome, etc. But the fact you, it's it's a it's an odd situation that you you're thinking that there's these, you know, like Lord Arcanums and mm. the um, the Knight um, Encanters. Encanters, uh, yeah. Encanters. Well, 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 saying that, it's because what doesn't, what's a bit of an oddity is that they got a different name in the book because they're called May Sacrosans. In yeah, yeah. it's a really, it's a real oddity. It's the the. It feels like this was written maybe a year before Soul Wars actually came out. I think it was a long time to write. 
Exactly. Um, well, especially the size yeah. of it as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a big book. So, yeah, I, I think so too. I think this was done previous and obviously they've changed the names because obviously an Ar- Lord Arcanum is, you know, that's still the same name. I think that the Castigators still got the same name. I think the Sequitors got the same name, but the Evocators mm. have got a completely different name and they I can't remember Celestors. what it is. That's it. Yeah. So they've mm. got a different name. And like yeah. I said, the Lord, the Knight Encantor, um, which is sort of like a second in command, um, mm. is like I said, he's a, a mage sacrosan in this. Mm. So you know, but which yeah. makes it confusing when you when we're <laughs> you're re- reading it after what we know. But yeah. you, you get used, <laughs> you pick yeah. it up. So yeah, it, it's the fact that you've got these characters as we know that are literally hanging around the an- anvil of the apotheosis, sort of mm. wait like they're almost guarding it, waiting for something to go wrong, and it just well, yeah. it, it's. You know, it's, and obviously it does, but the fact that it's funny that they're like literally almost like they're with their nets ready to catch all these lightning mm. go- ghosts that yeah, may yeah. that may appear. Um, we do get an insight as well into the actual reforging of a normal, like a a behaving mm. <laughs> soul, i.e., not one yeah. that goes off and causes trouble. And mm. literally, there, which I didn't realize is the fact that you actually see them being made, you know, like their, their bones. Mm. It's not like a, like there's a flash of light and ta-da, there's a, <laughs> there's a no, storm cast. No you actually see them <laughs> like their bones and muscles being mm. built, you know, in, yeah. obviously in a, you know, magical way as opposed to mm. surgical, um, yeah. which is quite horrifying in a way, oh, you know, yeah. it's not, yeah. you know, it's not just a, like I said, a flash of light and they're there. It's the fact that they're, they're literally made in front. Oh. That must be quite a weird thing to see. I just That's had an awful see- thought, which is somewhere out there is a storm cast with no skin. Because they oh, finished up yeah. like twenty seconds early or something. Uh, yeah, so like that's like um, is it oh. Hellraiser or something like that? Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. <laughs> oh god, yeah. But no, but that's yeah. the, that's what it feels. That's that's what mm. I thought of when I when it was being described. You know, it's not this. Oh, yeah. This it's not like a little factory where they're pressing a button and it's like a conveyor belt <laughs> and all these all these stormcasts like, and like, and all the all the um, all the the uh, stormcasters singing to themselves. You know, whistle while you work. You know, as they as they're doing it, they're just Sigma just presses the big red button every 30 minutes yeah, yeah. Go. like an alarm goes off yeah <laughs> there we go more storm cast please i need a unit uh, of, of uh, tours. open a new uh, chamber <laughs> yeah exactly it's uh no it's, it was interesting seeing that side of things but like i said it, the fact that it goes severely wrong and obviously it's quite it's a good play into getting this sort of rivalry between mm. balthas and farum uh, mm. far, uh, Faris, Faris, I should say. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a good, you know, because obviously they, uh, Balthas tries to, you know, deal with him as a lightning ghost, fails, mm. and obviously, like I said, he then goes down into the uh, the world of Shaish. Um, mm. it, it's interesting because I think that, I think it's about three times they end up facing each other in different ways. Yeah. I think they, yeah. it is. I think there's this one, then there's a time where they face off and their fight is like interrupted by the mm. other characters and then obviously then they have a final showdown the big finale um, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you know and it and what you eventually what i thought was really clever is the fact that you eventually find out that these are basically almost like champions or representatives of sigma mm. and agash on a yeah you know this whole dynamic like we were saying about oh you know are they are they actually the same sort of god, really? And like I said, mm. these are like what you would associate as their definitive, 
you know, characters and the fact, but the fact that one of them is now a former Stormcast. But then, mm. saying that, he was originally from Shaiish as well. Yeah. So he's, he was he's a almost. Of Nagash. <laughs> exactly. So he's actually come home. And mm. then, obviously, we find out later that Balthas is a former <laughs> Nagash. Um, yeah, a Nagash sympathizer. <laughs> yeah. Which. Nagash we weren't. Yeah, exactly. Which we won't spoil what the connection, but because oh, obviously there's God. a there's a. I was so excited for you to read it and find that. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we we won't say. But Balthas, like I said, has a connection to the old world. You can mm. try and work it out for yourself. But it's really yeah, simple I just think, once you realise it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's just <laughs> exactly. So no, I thought I thought I was really good. Like the you know like you think yourself that they are all again almost one in the same. You know, Balthas mm. and and Faris that and. Mm. And also, they're they're too. I was going to ask you, what do you think from a character point of view? They're too. They're very. Honestly, strong characters. You've got yeah. Balthas, which who's very almost quite grumpy as a character. He's very. Yeah. He's, he's quite reclu- He's quite reclusive. <laughs> Uh, he's not, you know, he's he's one of those wild. Oh, I'll do it myself sort mm. of character. You know, doesn't try to get too involved with people. Um, just likes to be stuck into his books, really. Um, yeah, and obviously, yeah. Faras is uh, again an odd one because obviously he you know in his sort of stormcast life he was quite likable you know almost the opposite mm. of balthas very you know into you know looking after elia as the child like keeping keeping yeah. track of her yeah. and things like that and then it's horrible watching his descent in the sense that mm. he he becomes a very nasty character really even though he still yeah. f- holds on to some of his old stuff he's he, he quickly gets turned so what do you think of those sort of those two as a dynamic I really liked it. Again, like you said, it's that those two representatives of the ways things are different. Like, Balthus understands his position probably more than a normal Stormcast would. Like, he, he's always been privy to the reforging process. He's had to put down lightning ghosts or re-cage them and send them back through the process. And He understands how everything works. Um, and he is that very strong character. I love his introduction is, you've been in this library for a week. You have to go to work. <laughs> Get out of here. You haven't, you haven't eaten. eaten. You haven't drank. You haven't slept. <laughs> Stop reading. Go do some work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I want to read my books. <laughs> no. You, you can Look, you've got eternity. You can figure out what's wrong with Stormcasts later. Um, so he's, he's trying to decipher a tome for, that he's tried for 50 years, hasn't he? Mm, yeah. Memory. And he's still working and, on it. Yeah. He's like, I will get it. <laughs> God, what a, what a stubborn... What a stubborn bastard. Um, yeah, and then on the other hand, like you said, you have Ferris, who is this really gentle and kind and very human person, which, you know, he was human at one point. He's still the most human Stormcast we've probably had. He likes his apples. He's very fond of young folk and fond of devices and thinking and things like that. He's great. And then you, there, they have this rivalry where I, I like that Ferris was always not exactly reluctant, but much more relaxed about the grand plan of Nagash than the other than the other undead generals who are always like, yeah, yeah let's kill all yeah. the humans, everything is fast. It's like, we'll just do it. You don't need to be so into it. You can calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't be so into it. Oh, like, like, look, it, look, it's a sad thing we're doing, but we've got to do it because, you know, all are one and all are one in Nagash, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we, we literally have no choice in this, and that's our place in the world. And it'll be better for them. I understand that now as a servant of Nagash, but you know, don't don't take joy in slaughtering the entire population of a city. Just, <laughs> just do it. Get it done quickly. Yeah. There's love in your job, yeah. and then there's love in your job. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. That's a fair point, actually. I mean, actually, mm. saying that, his interaction, and I'm talking about um, Faris, mm. his interaction with the other 
night haunt and undead characters is mm. quite interesting actually because he's got a little yeah. obviously a ragtag bunch Posse. of people <laughs> he's a little gang with him that are obviously i i mean obviously from a um obviously <laughs> tying it into soul wars it's yeah. just obviously it's show soul off. wars units yeah, yeah, you know, like you know, you got your chain rasps, your executioners, and your jailers, mm. and things like oh, that. I so loved, it, I loved the executioner character, by the way. She was awesome. Is it? I think she's called Rosha or Rocker. Yeah, I think yeah. her name is. I, I um, like. I like that she has a grudge because her fiance was turned into a stormcast before she died, and so she lost her fiance to Sigma, quite literally. Yeah, is, uh, isn't that? Yeah, that's. Um, isn't that a famous? character actually the, the that's a isn't tarsus, it? I, tarsus yeah. yeah yeah something like that yeah um so yeah she she like i totally agree she is a fantastic character because she's so driven and she's mm. almost like bordering psychotic oh, um, yeah. especially when she's getting stuck in because she's not like every time <laughs> every i think what makes me laugh is multiple times where Obviously, Faras is like, okay, I'm, yeah, I'll, I'll kill them. Don't worry. And obviously, he's hesitating. And then yeah. she's sort of like chastising him for it. Like, well, why are you hesitating? Just, just kill yeah. him. Chopping yeah, off their heads is fun. Just do it. And and then and then when she's seeing the stormcast, like, you took away my husband. I'm yeah. going to my prince. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> she just, she's fantastic. Yeah, she's, so she's so psychotic. It's brilliant. <laughs> Oh, and then man. there's the um, then there's the oh god, what's the name? The uh, the guy with the lantern, and it, what what are, what is that name of that unit? God, I have one of these and I've played it in several games. Why? why yeah, is it the jail the jailer type character? No, no, that no. That's that's the that's the spirit torment. I'm thinking of the oh god, it's eating away <laughs> now. It's the one. It's the one with the lantern. That's the wizard. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, but yeah. I, yeah. I, I loved that character because he was like a priest almost. Yeah, like he's, he's, fo- doll. he's following doll, isn't he? Doll, yeah, yeah, he's follow- yeah, he's following Faris around, going, "Listen, it's okay. This is this is the right thing to do." Nagash understands this, and like, you know, he's got all these chain rasps flocking around. I was like, "Yeah, they don't they don't really understand anything. They're just kind of stuck in the loop." But you and me, we're different. We've got our consciousness <laughs> and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I like about the characters because they're they're almost they're almost sort mm. of buttering him up in some ways aren't they because yeah. obviously he's in he's in charge of them as this like you said this knight of shrouds mm. slash dreadlord character and the fact these yeah. like said he's got this posse and they're like i said they're trying to impress him but then try they're sl- slightly mock you know so like R- rosha mm. or rocker is sort of mocking him slightly because it's almost like because obviously how many times do the character say that you smell of lightning because obviously he's yeah. got this they yeah. can literally smell this scent of of azirheim on him as well mm. it's it's, mm. it's it's brilliant and i think yeah. i think the jailer's called um fellgrip i think as well yeah um, I like that he this... doesn't speak. He just yells and yeah, yeah, the chains. Just, just, get, just gets, just gets the souls. That's all he does. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. And uh, Dole, and you... um, sorry, it was just uh, no, no, can't. with Dole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like how the lantern works, which is it's like this mm. really. Se- it's almost like a sedative for Nighthaunt, because like Faris is in. Whenever Faris is in its light, he feels calm and really accepting of his situation. And the second he's mm. out of light, he starts having those anxieties again about who he is. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah, he does actually, because there's there's moments where he starts to get some of his former memories, doesn't he? When mm. especially when he comes into contact with Elia uh, later in the in the novel, because obviously he starts going, "Hang on, wait a minute, I recognise mm. that name," mm. and obviously he protected <laughs> her when he was a, when he was in his former life as a Stormcast, mm. and and again it, it's it's played well the the self doubt on his part where he's like you know because obviously he, he he rages from one to the other again similar to you know your Anakin Skywalker mm. where it's like. You know, when like, no, no, you're doing the wrong thing. No, come back to us. No, I'm not. I'm, do- you know, I'm doing the right thing. I'm, I'm the will of Nagash. I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's, it's just these little hints. Because I, I don't know if, if, if you felt the same. But do you feel his, his conversion to Nagash, and, and I mean on an actual, um, I don't mean a physical level. I mean actually yeah. him, you know, convincing him that that yeah, Sigmar. Yeah. Do you think that seemed okay? Because uh, at times, the only thing I did think is that I felt like they convinced him quite easily. But then do you think that they just took advantage of him in that sense? Yeah, well, I, I think the thing is, he is he's in a really weird situation because he is a night haunt, so he's a ghost. But he's also mm-hmm. one of the higher tier ones. He's a sentient ghost. He's got all his old memories, his old mind and everything. But... The big thing this book pushes, it's got a lot of big core concepts, but the really simple one is Nagash is all, and all are one in Nagash, which is Nagash literally reforged him himself and did exactly what Sigma does, is plant a piece of himself inside him to control True. him. True. Yeah. Like, at, at, and at, I really like how this plays into, like, the, the undeath politics, because everyone's bickering for, like, positions of power as long as they're powerful enough to be sentient and things like, I'm going to be the next Mortark. No, I'm going to be the next Mortark. <laughs> yeah, the thing yeah. is, none of them know whenever Nagash is watching through their eyes. So, like, Nagash, they, they, they have to be loyal because Nagash could be listening. Like, yes. Nagash, Nagash could expend the extra, extra energy and directly puppet all of them, I have to assume. But I like yeah, that I his, so. his, method of, his method of control is going, I can hear you talk whenever I want, but you don't know when I'm listening. <laughs> So you've got to be careful what you say and what you think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I, yeah. I, yeah, and that's a fair point. I, th- I think as well is that the, the relationship between Faris and Ark and the Black is quite interesting because mm. it creates mm. this sort of, it's almost like Nagash comes in, tells Faris, right, yes, you know, you've been cast down by Sigma and, you know, you're, you're one of my puppets now, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then it's almost Arkan comes in and sort of as the, the uh the nice the nicer parent and goes yeah no, don't worry you know i mean you know I'll, I'll put you in your place but like you know here's some new armor here's a, here's a new shiny weapon you know Good don't don't, don't worry about nagash he can get he can get a bit excited at times and you know because that's what it sort of how it feels um mm. but obviously arkan's got his own sort of you know his own motive as well yeah for the um the situation um i mean actually talking of nagash as well um his his motive for the whole mm. this whole sort of novel and obviously the necroquake because we do I love the fact that we get to see the necroquake happen because yeah, obviously I think for, well yeah because I think for me it was one of my favourite bits of the the new law you know when they mm. released the Soul Wars uh, core book I'd love the the idea of the necroquake <laughs> and uh, and Nagash just ballsing everything up well yeah depends yeah. which way you look at it because I love. I think Nagash's motive and in the way he deals with the situation, I find quite hilarious because obviously mm. he's, you know, so he's, he's spent all, all this time. I mean, like yeah. he's, he, he brings himself back. He's been asleep for like a hundred years at this point, doesn't he? I think yeah. he's sort of, he's been, a, he's right, right. What's going on? And, uh, you know, 
Oryx are attacking, you know, and Arkans <laughs> like, yeah, I'll deal with them. Don't worry, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then obviously you've got the black, the black pyramid. Uh, you know, coming to the end of its creation and, mm. you know, he starts the process. And as we know from previous law, Skaven have, have infiltrated the black pyramid, which then mucks the whole balance of it up and yep. he starts dealing with them. And then obviously it makes the whole pyramid and magic escape. And then obviously all the dead rise in all the different mm. <laughs> realms. And it obviously all goes to stuff. I think what I, made me laugh about it and quite amusing is the fact like he has ballsed up the situation, but he's oh, like, yeah. it's almost like he's gone. Yeah, I meant to do that. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, this was deliberate. Sigma doesn't know I didn't mean to do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's he's su- he's such a Saturday morning cartoon character. Oh at times. yeah, he really God. is. I mean, that 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 scene where he's holding court and all the like the higher tier undead are coming to pay obeisance and try and become the new Mortark for all these mm. ghosts that have popped up is so great because he's just Nagash on this giant throne, barely moving, and he's got a zombie jester like yeah, bladder bones. Yeah, and everyone has to come up and kiss Nagash's ring and like pay obedience to him. And Nagash like gives them the one, so I was like, "On your way, you're not it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's just so funny. I just I love him as a character. He is mm, one of my favorite. He is. He's and he just he, and mm. what's quite good in this novel is he doesn't dominate it. Um, no. he's only he comes and goes, literally comes and goes in throughout the novel. But every time he, he's involved. It's because it, I can imagine him like where Ark and the Black and Faris are having a, ch- a chat, and Nagash appears and go, mm. "What are you guys talking about? What are you doing? <laughs> you know, it's um, you know, it's <laughs> what, yeah. what are you doing? What are you standing around for? I mean, you got you got the have you got, got the world to be taken over, haven't you? Y- yes, we're discussing it, Nagash. Well, that's good. Get me the give, give me the reports by the end of the day. Have it on my desk. It's that's why yeah. he comes across. Like, yeah, he's an I'm just going. Boss. I'm going to. I'm going to go off and harass someone else. <laughs> I think the bit that also made me laugh when the gash was the fact that just after the necroquake and mm. you've get you've got the the chaos demons and chaos gods sort of appearing because obviously they've mm. noticed what he's done and all the all the magic he's unleashed and it's almost like he's in, he's he's in his pyramid giving them the middle finger like laughing oh yeah they're laughing at him like Haha. and he's like no i'm i'm having the last laugh on this one <laughs> look at all like, this magic i've got i'll be so look much what stronger I've done. than you yeah and then it's like the chaos gods are like laughing at him and he's like yeah like what are you laughing at this is you know that. they're like <laughs> we I'm can't tell you <laughs> it's, it's it's fantastic he's, he's oh, yeah. i just like the fact he just doesn't give a shit that's the that's oh, the yeah. best thing he just he's doesn't so care it's um mm. yeah it's it's fantastic like, and he, he's here to kick ass and steal souls and he's all out of <laughs> yeah. asses to kick exactly so. and that's why he gets annoyed with the and that's actually quite appropriate actually about seats stealing mm. souls because also he get as we know he's very annoyed at sigma taking the souls that he's mm. owed because mm. obviously they they should be his and then yeah. i like the sort of role reversal where obviously the this this you know the stormcast and the sacrosanct chamber get quite um nervous towards you know later mm. parts of the novel obviously when they start having their souls stolen uh, yeah. by the you know by the uh by the jailer and i just think it's it must be quite that must be quite a poignant moment for them where yeah, okay yeah. yes we're you know this we're, this is not ideal we die we get reforged we come back again in in x amount of time etc cetera, etc cetera. it must be mm. quite like but we can have our souls take you know because it's yeah, almost like a, a big like shake-up. a certain 
yeah mm. it's it must be quite demoralizing you know that almost mm. quite a human realize you know oh shit <laughs> you know we, we could die? actually get yeah <laughs> exactly it's you know we could get stolen and not actually come back or we could end up in shaish and you know be mm. a be a night of, sh- of uh, shrouds or something like that it's <laughs> yeah it's it's a real poignant moment and and also it, it shows that the the stormcast as well as the way sigma behaves we sh- we're shown that they are not as strong as they get perceived to be they are no. in their in some ways you know they, they can bring you know literally mm. bring down the lightning they can you know kick ass on level but the you know they're 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 almost come across like they're built together with you know with sellotape and sticky back plastic mm. they're sort of just tight mm. taped together you know that that, <laughs> that sigma is sort of comes across like he knows what he's doing but you think to yourself do you do you actually you know are you just winging this yeah so I, I think he's I, winging know, it yeah, the Sigma I Rhino never thought about anything too much. <laughs> no, I, I, well, he's he's a barbarian <laughs> deep yeah. down, isn't he? Really, it's yeah. just it, and it, and it, and it's starting to come across that they, like I said, they, you know, even though they get seen to be as the poster boys and like, yeah, you know, we mm. win everything, blah blah blah. No, it's not as as he, you know, as uh, as straightforward as that. And it definitely, yeah. uh, like I said, it definitely comes across. And I think it's quite a, an interesting dynamic uh, between, mm. like I said, between. Uh, Sigmar and Gash, and he's, and I think it's also interesting when they come sort of come together later. There's that mm. sort of you know mm. that moment between where there's the the final showdown between Balthas and and Faris, and obviously yeah. they it, it almost reminded me of the of the uh, the end times because there's that cause if you remember <clears> when we co- when we spoke about Archeon the um the ever chosen that the that obviously uh, Sigmar took over the, the body of Karl Franz and it's almost, mm. it almost happens again with Balthas yeah. where Sigmar sort of <laughs> takes over his body and, and Naga- mm. Nagash appears, you know, to sort of check on, on reports and see what's going on <laughs> and like, <laughs> like he's been doing throughout the novel. And yeah, I think I, it's, so what did you think actually saying that? What did you think mm. of the conversation between Ark and the Black and Manfred at the end this whole oh, God. plan I of really, Arkan, what he's... I loved it because this is this is the kind of this is the kind of gooey nonsense I am all here for. What's this? <laughs> it's all it's not all according to Nagash's plan. It's it's all according to Arkan's plan. Hell yep. yeah! <laughs> it's it's great. Like I, I think it really plays up with what we've seen in just the previous scene, which is like Sigma thinks of Nagash as a brother. They're like what they they are literally two of a kind. You yep. know, these ancient beings that have survived since the earliest times of the old world. Like, literally the only person older than them is Marathi, and she's not in the same league as them. Nope. Um, <laughs> so she doesn't really count, I guess, if she's not a god. G Sigma, sure, whatever. Um yep. <laughs> But, like, they, they have this special relationship, and from Nagash's point of view, Sigma is an annoyance and a thief and whatever, but he does owe him because Nagash... When he came to the world that was, uh, to the, to the world of the Age of Sigma, I should say. World of Age of Sigma. The Mortal Realms. There we Mortal go. Realms. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was imprisoned. He was trapped in a tomb underneath a massive mountain and he had no idea how he got there. He didn't know how he could get out. And, you know, the first thing he saw in this new existence was Sigma with the light behind him reaching down to help him up. Yep. And there is that connection that, like, no matter how much Nagash rails and rages and curses against Sigma and all this petty soul thieving, there's always going to be that, that connection where, you know, we are the two, the only two creatures that can understand each other. Yeah, and we are bonded like this. And 
Then there's Archon in the background going, I know this. So I'm pushing them together because once they get it out of their system, they'll be best buddies and they'll yep. agree on everything and they'll work yep. together and it'll be fantastic. <laughs> and fight and fight chaos. Because that's, that's yeah. obviously the main, the overarching thing is that Archon mm. realizes the, the biggest threat to them all is the forces and realm of chaos. So yeah. like you said, yeah. he's, he's maneuvering them to sort of fight and then kiss and make up <laughs> basically so that they, yeah. uh, they can yeah. then sort of team up and and mm. you know be power rangers again yeah. together and then uh, go off and, and fight mm. chaos. I love it. Yeah. I think that's that's such a such a because it's not to me it's not obvious. It's not a, it's mm. only really when you you know especially with that conversation between him and Manfred at the end that you sort of think mm. oh yeah he's actually been yeah. sort of moving them together yeah, yeah. you know to fight well, there's, and there's then all these, make up. There's all these there's all these book bits throughout the book where it's from Nakash's point of view and he's like. Is Archon looking at me funny? Is did he just say something sarcastic to me? No, he can't. He's a slave. Yeah. I own him. And then you read and then you read that like bit in the epilogue, you're like, oh you cheeky little shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're talking yeah. you're talking back to Nagash and you're getting away with it because he thinks you're dumb as bricks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Compared to him. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the fact he you know, he, he was strategic enough to send away the other Mortarks as well. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's really cleverly done. It's a, and it's not, like I said, it's not an obvious thing. And I think overall, you know, what we said at the start of this, where, you know, yes, it is a, a you know, a novel about a, a city under, under threat and being defended and things like that. Mm. And, you know, and we've not really touched on it because, you know, there is a lot of the, your standard fighting yeah. that you would expect yeah. in these novels. It's actually these, un, you know, these little layers that are underneath it. That and over, you know these little parallels that are going on that make that make it the novel. It's it is mm, really, and I absolutely. think the, it really it really comes across, and it's and it, it's almost quite thought provoking at times. Mm. You know, it's, you think, oh, oh yeah. right, you know these little things, and it's not. That's why I think it's it's such a fantastic book because it does. It's not just you know just feeding into oh we need to do you know it's like when they do a you know, a, a video game to go across, mm. to go alongside mm. a film, you know, it's like, yeah, it's just a tie-in. It's, this is not just a, a novel tie-in yeah. to go along with Soul Wars. Yeah. It's, it's, yes, it is going and pushing this narrative forward. Yes, you will see Sacrosanct. You will see the new Night Taunt. Obviously that's, that's going to be part of it, but there's still all this previous history. And that's what I think is great yeah. is the fact that it's not just right. Here's all the new stuff, sod the old stuff before it. And I, <laughs> when I say old stuff, I don't mean world that was, I mean, even the, the pre soul wars, mortal realms, you know, the, the mm. stuff that happened before that, it's the fact yeah. that's not just shoved aside. It actually plays into yeah. it nicely. And it's just I mean, sort of, they just the, added to it. Yeah. Even on the Stormcast side, two of the main characters are a liberator prime and a Lord Castellan. Yeah, exactly. They're old, not. They're not all units. sacrosanct, mm, and mm. and that's an interesting point actually because it's. I I thought it was quite cool is the way they they deal with the sacrosanct because obviously as we've sort of hint, they've hinted at before is that not all stormcast know about the sacrosanct. They're sort mm. of they're they're a hidden force behind the scenes that have you know it's a it's a bit like the Primaris in in forty k mm. where they're sort of they've just they've been cooking <laughs> ready to come out when they're needed and that's now <laughs> basically so mm. it's it's great the sort of dynamics you see because with the stormcast you often see this where they, <laughs> they sorry what, mm. sorry you i know, just had a thought is, is that why there's so many knight and cantors they're the second in command of the new breed of stormcast they're just a primaris lieutenant by a different name <laughs> <really>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh no don't don't, don't. 
Don't tell uh, GW. <laughs> we'll have night encounters everywhere. A new night encounter. <laughs> For the, I was like, no, we've got, we got enough of them. Um, I forgot what I was saying, eh? um, <laughs> that's right. It, yeah. It, I just think that's it. It was, it's the fact that you've got the, between the characters or the storm cast that know each other beforehand. Mm. And, and then they, they, but then some of them don't know each other and they have like when, I think it's when, um, Callus and Balthas meet for mm. the first time as well. It's almost quite, the hell are you? Yeah, like, who are you? Um, okay, you've got the rank above me, but you're not my old boss. You know, it's sort of, and again, it's it's quite interesting because you think, you, you know, or mm. you may perceive before that they'd be just like, okay, boss, yeah, I'll do that. You know, quite, yeah. you know, we're, we're all, we're all the same. But again, it's, it's similar to what you see with the chapters in 40k where they, you know, they still have that, you know, yes, we're on the same side, but I'm not necessarily gonna always be happy with what you're doing you know or mm, maybe yeah. I'll, I'll only i'll only do what you tell me if you if my boss tells me it's okay to do that <laughs> you know it's that sort of situation yeah. um yeah i think it's it's quite cool the way that's handled and it's sort of again it's the old versus new you know the old mm, sort of you know mm. the liberator primes the you know the cast lord castellants now you know we're dealing with these new units thinking wow what's that what's the <laughs> what's that beast you're riding you know and, yeah oh you're calling down lightning that's cool um mm, mm. <laughs> so uh yeah um so is there anything else you wanted to mention um, or stand i, I really down? like um I, I would like to say i really like the the other sort of mortark potentials uh alongside faris which is yeah. there's a there's a knight of shrouds kalendrek i'm pretty sure his name is uh Malandrek, sorry, yeah, he's just some guy who opened the gates to another city, like, 50 years back, and he turned into United Shrouds, because he betrayed everyone, um, but then there's, uh, hold on, I've got a character list here somewhere, let me, let me have a quick look at this, there's, Very professional. there's, there's a rule, the Lady of All Flesh, who is, the, yes. like, the leader of the Dead Walkers, and it's just, it's just a, an undead necromancer, so she's a zombie who is also a necromancer, and she has this palanquin made out of just like severed arms and legs stitched together, and it's so good. She's so weird and creepy. I love her. Um, and there's also Yaros, the Grand Prince and Lord Rattlebone, who is a mm-hmm. White King, and I love him as well. They're both really great. Yeah, there's some, there's some, def- some of these even what you'd consider lesser characters are still mm. really good. And this, yeah. I think. What I liked is that there's quite a few standout moments. There's sort of two things that I always remember. I, talking to mm. Necromancer, do you remember that bit where there? I think it's it's Balthas and a knight. Oh god, I've gone which one? Lord <laughs> which, no, no, it's the the. Oh god, is it the Questor? A Questor? I can't uh, remember. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, like that. Where they're they're going to the gloaming and basically trying to deal with the dead walkers there, and then there's that Necromancer mm. that basically turns the zombies and dead walkers into a big transformer there's a bit yeah, where he yeah. sort of he, <laughs> he piles them up over over his own body and, yeah, like, yeah. and ends up being like 10 foot tall through that was like, so good uh, I, I could just imagine like zombies transform <laughs> like all these, he just turns into i am i'm I'm now mega necromancer. Just the sound of a million joints cracking as they get into position. Yeah, it was like what? I loved that. It was such a random yeah. scene, but it was really, it was really, really mm. good. Oh yeah, that was awesome. Like, there, there's so much, there's so much good stuff in this book. We've touched yeah. like ten percent of it. Honestly. Oh yeah, this it's all it's the it's the finer details that make the book the way it is. And like there was mm. the other, sorry, the second point I was going to make is um, there's that scene when. 
Faris gets his armor and weapons, or uh, mm. I forgot oh, what they're called. So good. Is it the, that's it? The daughters of the underworld. There was yeah. these these sort of female spirits that end up giving him his armor, like placing it, mm. literally physically placing him his armor on him. But I think yeah. they 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 I think they describe the fact that these daughters of the underworld are basically the the daughter, literally the daughters or sisters or wives mm. of basically like. Uh, kings and lords that wouldn't bow down to Nagash. Yeah. When he, and yeah. basically what he's done is to sort of spike them. He's literally take away their, their women as such, you know, their mm. sisters, their, you know, their mm. um, wives, etc. And they, and now they're all they do is serve him. You know, they're literally mm. just all these walking yeah. around. So I thought that was like, another quite, super petty thing. <laughs> yeah. A very, very Nagash thing to do. You know, because obviously he could just do, he could do anything. He could just kill them off. But he's the fact yeah. that he goes, no, no, I'm not going to kill them. I'm going to just take their souls and make them mm. serve me literally, you know, all under down, down here in the underworld. I thought that yeah, was yeah. brilliant. That was real. And it was brilliant. a really great scene as well. Like it was really grim, but really disquieting at the same time. It's just something about the way it worked out. Um, trying to think what scene that would be. Um, like the the armoring scene where he's like, he's oh, sorry, you're talking about the same scene. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, you know, he's he's strapped to the table, and these figures just appear out of the darkness, like holding horned armor and everything, and they're these weeping ghosts, effectively. Yeah, and I think there's a yeah. lot of um, a lot of spirits there as well. There's like thousands. Mm. Like there's there's too many for him to count. It's like almost like yeah. someone's turned the light. He's like he's woken up in a chair. Someone's turned the light on, and then there's like <laughs> ten thousand eyes looking at him. <laughs> like, yeah, we look. We looking at. <laughs> It's uh, no, it's it, it is. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll wrap this up. Mm. It's it it's such a good novel. It really is, and I think mm. some of the things hopefully we've said um, sort of highlight that. Really, it's like I said, if you if you like your Stormcast, you like your Nighthaunt, it's a given that you know you're gonna you're gonna really enjoy this. Mm. But it's I think the way you got to look at this novel, which I, I think we've hinted at, is yes, okay, it's pushing forward the narrative as you would expect, but look at it it's worth it purely for the the finer details, the extra layers, mm. the way that, you know, yeah. we're seeing the background of the, of the Stormcast with, you know, we're finding it, we're having doubts about them. We're having doubt. We're seeing doubts about Sigmar. We're seeing mm. it, our, like you said, it is Sigmar and Nagash the same, the same thing really, you know, in this, this yeah. gray area yeah. and this, you know, this fall from darkness for, for Faris going from, you know, the, the air quotes, the good guys to the bad guys and things like that. It's there's, you know, and yes, you will, like I said, you have your fight scenes. The fight scenes are very good as well. They're quite graphic at times as well, as you would imagine. Mm. Um, but that's actually uh, the, the sort of, that's the, to me, even though it is the main part of the story, it's actually the, the lesser bit of it. The fighting is just mm. your fighting. Mm. It's these bits that make the novel, the, you know, what it is. Um, would you agree with that? Yeah, oh, definitely good yeah so it's all the little things <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> definitely so no it's like i said check it out if you haven't already definitely check out this novel it is brilliant and i think it's and i think i'd probably say it's probably the best part well I've, i suppose callous and toll was like i said a, a really really mm. good age of sigma novel but i think as a main this is probably the best mainstream aos novel yeah that i've read oh, yeah. so far definitely and definitely. so yeah go definitely <laughs> see what we did there so yeah go check it out um right so we'll take our last little break and then when we return we're going to talk about our favorite 40k war gear pew pew <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, yes. We're back for the final part. <laughs> it's discussion topic time. And as we said earlier, we're going to talk about our favourite war gear from 40k. Pachow, pachow, pow, pow, pow. Yeah, and all the uh, <laughs> other great sound effects that are definitely not done by us. Badoom. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what we're going to do for the next 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> so so for this discussion topic, like I said, we'll talk about just our favourite 40k war gear, really. So what we'll do mm. is we'll just take it in turns. We're going to do three each. And we've got a couple of, or a few ones off uh, Twitter as well. So we'll read mm. those out at the end and then we'll wrap up the show. So, Cameron, tell me your first favourite bit of 40k war gear. Okay, my first favourite bit of 40k war gear. Do you know what's great about 40k? Oh, many things. Yeah, um, power, the, fist, uh, power the, fists and the, chainsaws. What if you can oh, I was, the I was, two? I was going to say the, the mugs and coasters, but yeah, okay. Mugs that's and fine. coasters, yeah. No, power fists and chainsaws. What if you combine the two to make, hear me out here, a chain fist? Chain fist? Wow, okay. Mm, I was going to mm. say a power sword, but then that wouldn't really no, go. Because no. we already got that. What's, look, <laughs> from my point of view, what's more 40k than a big powered gauntlet covered in an energy field that explodes anything it touches with a chainsaw strapped to the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is, yeah. I can, I can see your your thought process there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, look, it 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 looks impractical, but it also looks really cool. Um, in particular, the Chaos Terminator Terminator Lord version, where it's the power fist with like the blades coming out of the back of the knuckles that's so good um <laughs> and it 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 tries so desperately to make a kind of sense when clearly the the original designer was just like i think this will look all right and stuck it on there and then you know <laughs> later lay, lay down the line they're going oh no clearly it's for uh, it's for carving through bulkheads in spaceship assaults because what you do is you hit it with the power fist, and then once it's melted down a little, you just carve through it with a chainsaw. Yeah. No, no, Perfect you did it because it looked though. cool. You did it because it looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just the most unwieldy, stupid weapon ever, and it's so 40k. I love it <laughs> dearly. <laughs> no, I get I get that. It's, the thing is, it's one of those where I think, a lot, and it'll, you'll probably see it with some of my. Mm. favorite ones i'm going to mention i just it's the combination i just love it yeah. where it's like let's have that and let's stick that on top <laughs> yes why not <laughs> yeah exactly why not <laughs> and that sort of plays in actually to my first one where i'm gonna bring the lightning oh. and it's um <laughs> that's the hint it's mm. also a powered gauntlet but oh. uh, instead of uh, a chain it's gonna have some very sharp adamantium blades attached to it because <laughs> you know people yeah. like to be wolverine like yeah no and... wolverine helped design stuff in the early mechanicum days <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah they say well he's you know he's sort of immortal well yeah it mm, worked maybe, for me well. should work yeah, for exactly. Guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly so i love lightning claws because mm. i think they're they're iconic but also i just think no matter what model has got them they mm. always look really intimidating and scary whether mm. it's mm. you know just you know your lightning claw uh, terminators or assault marines for example or you know some of the specialist characters like um like uh forgot his name Shrike. abaddon uh, or strike, strike. Yeah. yeah yeah you know two two examples where they just i think it's because they they always look 
so menacing and they're not like mm. it's not like a power fist where they've got a cup like a little a little blade at the end they're mm. massive they're like almost like the size of their arm it's yeah, just yeah. just i just absolutely <laughs> love them they're, again they're simple it's like i said a, a powered gauntlet with huge blades on the time on the on the uh, the end i should say but it, mm. i think it's just the fact that they they're just so damn intimidating oh yeah and the fact that you can just rip rip stuff up it's you know mm. same with mm. your your chain fist well, example yeah. Uh, and uh, and I just love the fact like of what they managed to do with them. Like, again, let's you know use the talent of Horus as an example. Mm. It's like right, you know, which obviously we know comes from from Horus originally, which is obviously now wielded by uh, Abaddon the Despoiler. But it's the fact it's like okay, it's a big, massive, huge lightning core. <laughs> but what we'll do is we'll bolt we'll bolt a uh, a combi bolter on the, yeah, t- on, the on it as well because that because that's what we do in 40k <laughs> we just love combining things and making mm. them look really over the top but really cool as well and mm. i just love the fact that like it's it's just it's such a menacing claw i mean when you see oh, it yeah. in any photo or on the battlefield it just looks so down like i said so damn intimidating and it's almost like in a weird way it's got a presence of mm. uh, you know of some sort that's well that's how i would look at it anyway <laughs> um so yeah i mean like i said i love talent the talent of horus i love yeah. raven's talons which is obviously what uh shrike has got now which obviously used to be uh that uh, korax used to have all that mm. time ago and again they just they you know the fact they they were like unbreakable and they can mm. i think i just i think because <laughs> because you can imagine it because i think because we're familiar with the Wolverine films and he's ripping through walls and metal and yeah, sheets yeah. and armor and stuff. It's, it's just that, that concept. It's so primal, but it's mm. so 40 K as well. <laughs> That's going to yeah. be our catchphrase. It's so 40 K. <laughs> so yeah, that would be my, uh, my first one. So what's your uh, second one? Um, this is, this is a piece of war gear rather than a direct weapon, but uh, it's the Mark six Corvus armor. Not, oh, okay. not the Mark III Iron Armor, as many would think. Um, mostly because this is the one I saw first. Um, <laughs> everyone, uh, I believe the quote is, everyone loves a beaky. And yeah, everybody does. loves a beaky. To the point where the awkward word for Space Marine is beaky, I feel, <laughs> feel I should point out. So, <laughs> no, it's, it's a real classic design. And something about that really weird out there helmet shape really keeps drawing me back there like i i feel overall i probably like mark 3 better for its overall design but the mark 6 is such a classic for me like it's a very simple mm. very neat very efficient power armor it's yeah not quite as bulky but it's not super slim and just it's one unique feature is this ridiculous nose <laughs> that i know is full <laughs> of full of extra auto sensors or something like that i'm not sure <laughs> But it, it's kind of the standout, and it seems to be the first Space Marine head a lot of people see. Like, it, it, the Imperial Space Marine special release they did a while back was a beaky, you know, that kind of thing. It, it's, a, it's an odd, to me, it's an odd choice. Not, not, cho- not you choosing it, but mm. I think it's an odd choice that they went with a beaky helmet. You know, when you think back, when you think, you know, think of all the Marines that we've got now, like, especially, obviously, the Primaris mm. ones, with their sort of, their, obviously, now they've got the, the Mark... Uh, X armor now as well, but it's the mm. fact that I don't know. It's just a, an odd. I don't know. I suppose like you thinking is it was it purely just design or do you think there there's actual law behind it? Like you said, is it is it just full of yeah. sensors and stuff like that? It's <laughs> an, like if you're thinking about it logically, um, mm. if you're in the 40k universe, it's an odd choice of helmet. Yeah, whereas yeah. obviously the I, yeah. It, like, ne- it's never got, really got it's to the got bottom interesting, of it. It's interesting backstory because apparently it was developed 
when the Mark IV production was sort of ending and they were, they wanted a long-term thing to replace and this was sort of the stopgap. This was the halfway point where we've got a lot of the Mark IV features, but we've sleekened it up. We've put some extra power cables and, you know, just have just have an extra half a foot of nose full of extra sensors, <laughs> <laughs> you know, for, for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. No, I can mm. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> um, right. My next choice is, I suppose, mine's more of a, a broad overview of a, of a particular and i've put combi weapons now nice uh similar to what we were saying earlier about your chain fists and your lightning claws i j- this again something iconic to me about combi weapons again mm. i know like on the tabletop they're not overly that great to be fair but i'm i'm a sucker for weapons where they have their multi-use i love it mm. i absolutely love mm. that sort of thing it's like um i can't remember the bloody name of it i think it's in um, judge dread his gun um, oh, is it yeah. law lawgiver or lawbringer or lawbringer i think but you know yeah, yeah. whatever his gun is called he, i know it's it, the gun is is always the same but i love the fact he can talk to it and give it different bullets and it just mm. changes on the mm. fly and i love i know this isn't quite the same but i just love the fact you're going yeah i've got a bolter and i've got a grenade launcher and then it's like <laughs> it's almost like everything everything that you say is it starts with bolter and then you say i've got a bolter mm. and a plasma gun underneath it's just yeah, yeah. it's like when we were talking about the noise marine near you know in the news section <laughs> yeah, the fact yeah. you've got i've got a guitar and it's got a bolter under the top under the oh, <laughs> sort of, under the bottom i should say yeah, and yeah. It's just, i just i just love the fact again i know we're repeating ourselves it's so 40k it's it like really yeah is. why not I know, and I like the fact. Obviously, it's, you know, it, not every race has got them, but I like the. No. I love the fact that or- orcs have got them because that's yeah, such an orc yeah. thing to have as well. Because like, oh well, we've got twice the dacker now, and mm. I just, yeah, I just, I just love it. I just, and I love the fact that they're done in such a way. And the same with any combi weapon. Uh, you know, similar to when I was just talking about the Talon of Horus. I mm. love the fact that they're always done in a very like we just bolt it on. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Here's my lightning core. Um, where should we put it? Uh, on the top. There we go. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just very, very <laughs> matter just, of fact. Yeah, you know, I just, I just like with combi weapons. It's the the original idea was clearly, I'm very angry that I can't have a melee weapon and two guns at the same time, so I can hold <laughs> two guns with one hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, I know, I know. Like from an efficiency efficiency point of view, they wouldn't be good even in oh god no the law of it because obviously you know you've got compromises and obviously you've got things where it can overheat or you haven't got mm. as much room for ammunition and stuff so i know yeah. that like from a practical point of view you wouldn't have but i just i just love it i always love the design you know when we're talking about calgar earlier the, you know he's gauntless Ultramite, they're power fists mm. but they've got bolts you know i think they're storm bolts, the I think. Bottom. just right yeah. at the bottom you know it's so <laughs> just so over the top but i oh, love yeah. it I, anything oh, that's yeah. over the top like that is fantastic and to me combi weapons are, are, epitomize that really mm-hmm. um right so what's your third and final um, my third and final is quite a deviation from the ones we've had currently it's the devourer the the Ooh. iconic to me tyranid bioweapon mm. um i really i really like tyranid tech in general just because it's that crazy mad scientist mishmash of creatures all sort of technically surgically but more so genetically blended together but um these were these were these were the these were the hot stuff uh back when I was first into the game <laughs> when I came in with Tyranids. This was this was when they just let you put four of these on a Carnifex and go to town. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And just mow everything. They were great at the time, they were really strong. Uh and they, they look really interesting because they 
It's it's your normal Tyranid gun. It's got a bit of carapace, a li- like a little stock bone sticking out. And then it's this weird triangular, like, hive with all these weird little holes in it. And the idea is it just flings a bunch of worms at you. And <laughs> they're not, they're not very, they're not particularly good worms. Like, half the time they'll hit you and they'll just kind of burst and release a very weak acid. But if they hit <laughs> your skin, they burrow into your brain and send you insane. Because <laughs> why not? Because why not? Because tyranids are awful, terrible things that no one yeah. should ever get anywhere near. Um, <laughs> <Is that me? laughs> but like, the, the, there's like all this, there's all this intricate detail in how it works. Like, it's actually a, the the cone is like a partially rotten flesh tube that the that the ammunition eats as it grows. The ammunition itself is just a, a genetically stunted ripper, like the little swarms of creatures that follow tyranids around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- and the way you load the gun is a pheromone draws the rippers to the end of the gun and then an electrical shock flings them out of it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn <clears throat> yeah. good. It's very good. No. Uh what about what about your third choice? Right. Yeah, my third choice is a bit of a you know a bit different to what I've spoken about before uh my third choice is the prism cannon now the prism cannon is an eldar weapon it's the it's basically the main weapon you see on the the fire prism grav tank Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i I, what i like about it i'm i'm i must admit i'm a a sucker again for big lasers as well big sort of laser weapons Mm. yeah and you know i was was toy i was toying with the last cannon i thought yeah you know it's it's good it's but this I, I think what I like about the prism cannon is the fact it's it's mm. almost like it feels like a science experiment where yeah. it's like it's got this like two stage way of firing so it basically it fires a laser at this sort of like well, I think it's called a psycho crystal <laughs> prism so it fires it yeah. at that and then it then amplifies it and then you can mm. you know by the runes they've got in there obviously in their um, fire prism tank they can basically either make it like a single like real powerful blast shot or they mm. can sort of make it a bit weaker but then it's got a bigger radius as part of yeah, the, yeah. you know i just thought i like the fact it's like and it's got like these tracking arrays which basically allow it to sort of turn it into like a lance type of weapon mm. as well so mm. this, this and it can like take out like ridiculously like take it like necron monoliths and things like that it's like i just yeah. like the fact that it's not just a normal laser cannon it's the fact it's like a I suppose the fact that you can change it on the fly, because again, with with most laser weapons, if, like you had mm. last cannon, last cannon's last cannon. It shoots one type of way, and that's it really. Whereas this yeah. is sort of you know bouncing between prisms and crystals. It would boom, but I could just imagine it just firing, <laughs> in, you know, like you see on the cartoons and stuff where it fires in mm. like a triangle. Mm. It hits a hits a, a crystal. It reflects off a mirror, and then it just <laughs> fires off, and then and just blows the crap out of something and i just thought yeah it just yeah i just i just love the concept behind it and i love the fact that the adeptus mechanicus have tried to recreate it as well mm. and the, and mm. from what i've read they've sort of have to a degree but not quite they haven't sort of quite got their sort of properly their head around it yet but um mm. yeah i mean it, you know it's simple in some ways it's a big laser cannon but i just love the fact and it just looks cool as well it's the one that oh, yeah. um, that's got like so that sort of i know like it's like a big stone sort of um like precious mm. gem sort of uh, look on the front on the end of a big cannon and it just yeah. it just blows the crap out of stuff oh yeah which is always a, a good thing so uh yeah like i said i just it just there was something i said unique about it and that, that i just really really like so yeah so that mm. was my third choice 
Yeah. Right. So that's Excellent. been our choices. Let's um, <laughs> let's see what the people of Twitter have been telling us this week of what they mm-hmm. like. Um, yeah. Right. So um, I'll start if you uh, or do, mm-hmm. actually do you want to start? Do you want to start? Cameron? Yeah. Yeah. I'll start us off. Um, so our first reply comes to us from uh, at least first in the order I'm looking at it comes from Find yeah. the Hawker at Lost Hawker, uh, who says Vortex Grenade. Who doesn't want to open a mini black hole? I agree. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I, I uh, remember when those were a thing in Apocalypse, and you just put a marker down on the table. It ran around eating everything on the board. <laughs> those were really it's, weird. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't think you can ask a better question. Who doesn't want mm. to open a mini black hole? Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. I mean, can't can't <laughs> say better than that. <laughs> so uh, next, we've got uh, Uncle ha- uh, Harrow Master, and he says the Death Watch frag cannon. It just it just makes it almost impossible to charge you, and you just kill everything. Again, yeah, yeah. can't argue with that. You know, <laughs> thing is, that thing is terrifying in Kill Team. Incidentally, <laughs> is it? I, I'm obviously played Kill Team yet, but two d six auto hits. At uh, wow. eight inch range for Overwatch is pretty rough. Some would say <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's honestly horrific. Um, okay, I see what you've done here with the order. Um, Andrzej Mazinski at Andrzej Mazinski. I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry for butchering your name. Uh, they say the Indominus Pattern Terminator armor. There is no more iconic piece of 40k than an Indominus clad Terminator. It is. It is very 40k uh mm, yeah i do definitely. I gotta agree there um and fabricio d at undiris said i think i'll go with this one here too um yeah 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 indominus uh terminators of all all stripes are pretty pretty um iconic and they're really really cool um but yeah the indominus is the classic none of this fancy tartarus cataphracty nonsense they've introduced me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nice yeah right who's yeah. next uh next is micah at rugby skin and he says mm. Shadowfield, uh elthea the in- in- uh, inevitable clone field is a close second um Shadowfield, that's the jakari thing isn't it the yeah um, isn't that the one that gives you a two up invuln but the second you fail it it's gone for good yes yeah i think mm. that's what it's like i think it basically from i think from a law perspective it's like a big load of dark energy around yeah. them it's sort of like literally a, a shadow field and it sort of just yeah yeah can't can't see in and out of it it's uh yeah that's yeah, actually yeah that's a very interesting choice actually yeah yeah it's very cool uh what is this inevitable clone field though because is that a fabius bile upgrade we'll be getting sometime soon <laughs> yeah i was gonna ask that actually yeah <laughs> I do. <laughs> do you know what i've I, fabius barley he, he could do anything at this point i think oh yeah he's probably plot, plotting and scheming it. already mm, yeah <laughs> Okay, right. um, Devon C at Three Day Pass says Refractor Field five points for a five plus invon save that I could take before my regular armor save. Worth it, correct? <laughs> hashtag Second Edition. Hashtag War Gear cards. I yes. like that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That brings back lots of memories. War Gear cards. I can. Mm. I've still got the. Well, I've got the Second Edition Eldar Codex up on my shelf there oh, with the War yes. Gear cards. It's mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Right. And uh, who's next? So, uh, apologies if I butcher this. So, self Selferon CQ at yep. Selferon CQ. Um, and he simply put the Shuriken cal- catapult. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. 
the oh, yeah. uh, obviously staple weapon of the Eldar. I, that was almost on my list of the my mm. favorite three. I love the shuriken. Well, any any of the shuriken weapons. These yeah, sort of little mini, really cool. yeah, mini mini little ninja blades. Yeah, <laughs> so I always look at them. monomolecular <laughs> ninja stars fired at a high rate. Yeah, through a classic. little rape bone tube. Very classic. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I like I like about the fact that 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 it's not just simply. A laser weapon or whatever mm. or bolt you know because obviously you know your, your space marines got your bolters and and things like that and they you know it's just again another iconic weapon but it's the fact mm. it's a bit different it's not a pew 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 laser it's like it's like <laughs> it said little yeah. mi- you know little micro ninja stars being thrown mm. around it's such a mm. you know such an eldar thing to do yeah so that's gonna, that's gonna be another one so eldar so 40k <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and then we have Normie at Namacron who says, Bolter, it makes a loud and satisfying noise. I know which legion you're from. You're a noise marine. <laughs> Firing your Bolter and playing your guitar. Yes. I mean, to be fair, the Bolter is probably the most iconic weapon of the set. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, yeah. I, I, I almost put it on my list as well, but I didn't want to just, you know, I didn't want to just go for something no. like that. So that, easy. That obvious. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It is such a classic, and I, and I love the fact it's how it's evolved over the years as well, and mm. the different types mm. and things like that. And and I'm sure yeah. there'll be more. You know, I like. Uh, I, I must admit, I like the I like the bolt rifles of the mm. Primaris. I think mm. they they you know they're nice. Actually, the, there's a point. Which which is your favorite pattern of bolt gun? Then do you know I was going to say the. I was probably going to say the uh, the stalker bolter was ah, probably okay. my favorite. I just I I just like it I, again because I. I think because I like the fact it's long range. I think it just—I don't know. I, yeah. just, I just like the sc- the scope on it, and yeah, you know yeah. things like That's that. Really, cool. I think there's just something. I mean, this. I mean, just looking at the the designs actually of bolters. There's so many. Mm, there are. <laughs> I, I didn't realize how many there are. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I think my favorite is the. Uh, I think it's the Phobos pattern, which is the one you get in the Mark Three box. It's got like yes. that long barrel with the two holes along. Yeah, it. that's the Phobos. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, it's not, it's not quite. It's not quite the iconic design, but it feels like much older than all the others, which makes it does. Sense yeah, a heresy yeah. era pattern. So yeah, yeah, fair play. Mm. Right. Okay. Um, next is uh, War Gaming Lobby at War Gaming Lobby. Uh, the Gravflux Bombard. It's <laughs> amazingly, <laughs> it's amazingly effective both against hordes and big dudes. Plus, it does a ridiculous amount of damage. Yeah, yeah it does. I mean, again, <laughs> that's, that's the one. That's the one that goes to a flat five against vehicles, right? I think so. Oh, Don't quote me on it, but yeah, it's the, <laughs> it's the one on it's the one on the um, Leviathan, Leviathan Dreadnought, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I got to get mine together yeah. sometime. <laughs> yeah, oh, it is. It, it looks awesome as well. It's just oh, it's yeah. so it's so meaty. Mm, <laughs> it's such a mm, meaty it's gun. This big barrel filled with like little gravity dispersers or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is awesome. Uh, no, that is a that is a good shout actually. Mm, really good yeah. shout. And uh, uh, rounding us off, we've mm-hmm. got Cameron Burns at Biomed Burns. Hello, other me again. I remember Hi, Cameron you from again. Earlier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they uh, they say Tesseract Vault. The idea of Trazen running around with little Pokeballs, capturing anything he fancies, makes me smile. Yeah, <laughs> he's a real yeah. collector, that lad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Like that mm. a lot. Yeah, mm. no, that's uh, and I think what's quite good is good good range of suggestions as well. I know oh, we yeah. have the the classics like bolters and shuriken catapults, but it's just nice some of the other quite obscure things that have been thrown in there as well. 
So, mm. no, thank you very much, everyone. Thank you, Twitter. Indeed. Yeah. That has been awesome. And, uh, yeah, and I think that's the end of our discussion topic and, therefore, the mm. end of this episode. Hope okay. you enjoyed it. It's been a good laugh <laughs> and really good mm. fun to do this one. Um, so we'll just do the usual wrap-up. And so, yeah. If you have spare time on your hands and are able to, if you would like to go onto iTunes and give us a five-star review and say how great and, and handsome we are, then uh, feel <laughs> <laughs> that would be lovely and feel free to do so. It's all greatly appreciated. It gets the word out there. Um, most of our social media stuff is on Twitter, which is twitter.com, uh, and at, which is uh, at Realm and Ruin, which is where mm-hmm. so most of our stuff is. We've got uh, yep, Facebook, yep. which is facebook.com slash Realm and Ruin. Um, what else have we got? We've obviously got our Discord server, which obviously we bang on about all the time <laughs> and, mm. and what's been lovely especially in the last couple of weeks we've got some great new members that have appeared and i i, I think it's lovely that, that everyone's just sort of dived in you know we've got some that said some new mm. members and uh, there's you know it's just sort of everyone's getting along really nicely and yeah getting yeah. involved and you know we've had people get involved in the secret santa and things like that mm. so i know again we say it every episode about joining it but it is worth it we've got a lovely Mm. bunch of people in there and we just i mean most of the time we spend it just you know showing off what what we've been doing or saying what news we've seen or a lot i think the one thing that's been really good especially in in recent times is giving advice to people you know just mainly obviously from like a modeling and painting point of view um Mm. i i myself have done some buying and selling on there you know which is what i was talking about in the hobby section so again check it out the the link will be in in the description of this episode so yeah Mm. go go do it um what else we got um well so if you got wanted a a way to support us that's uh the link also be in the description which is uh coffee which is in ko hyphen fi.com slash realm and ruin again it's it's a bit like patreon but it's not quite the same in the sense that you Mm. you wanted to throw us a, a few bucks or pounds or whatever your denomination is you can do and again it all goes mm. towards supporting the show but again it's purely optional never have to do it if you don't want to um and also which is sort of ties into some things happening next year if you would like to guest on the show uh or, or anything like that or would like to suggest any topics you want us to cover contact us on any of the the ways that we've said you know Twitter's mm-hmm. probably your best way, best bet. Or if you go on our website, which is realmandruin.com slash contact, you can also send us a message there as well. Absolutely. And, and lastly, Cameron, <laughs> where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Uh, lately, I've just mostly been celebrating my temporary freedom from enforced labor under the capitalist <laughs> madhouse that is our society. Um, but, you know, it, it's the holiday season, so there'll probably be sappy Christmas posts and a lot of Destiny stuff because I have free time for Destiny and there's a brand new season open. So, hey, also hit me up on Twitter and we'll play Destiny together. Cause, yeah. Do it. Yeah. Mm. Go for it. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Ninja Badger Seven. Uh, one of my New Year's resolutions is to be more active on it because I used to be, but I think since Realm and Ruin, I I'm more active on that Twitter. But yeah, I will well, do. Also, but, since uh, you had a kid, that probably that helped. That too, really. And and I suppose to be honest, I don't really get. It feels like I don't get much chance for other hobbies like video games and and card games and things like that. But yeah, but again, you can find me on there as well. Um, so yeah, so that's been episode 18. I hope you've thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, we've enjoyed recording it. And as always, we'll catch you on the next show. Bye. ta